from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. One, two, Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Bless your car. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. I Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Hi, this is Ron Zamoka. What's up? Hey, how's it going? It's uh, Justin calling. How are you, I'm Justin? I'm so happy that I got through. I'm great. Uh, just finished a night shift of work, so I'm a little bit delirious, but I'm oh, good. Okay. What do you do for a living? Yeah. Uh, I'm a pediatric nurse. Oh, okay. Where at? Uh, Oakville. So what's going yeah. on, brother? Um, I was just calling to say, um, I listen to your podcast religiously, and um, I was listening to uh, a couple episodes ago when Maury did the science Oh yeah, like science you, with Maury. Oh, yeah, right. I yeah, think yeah, that yeah, needs. Yeah. <laughs> I think that needs to be like a mainstay. Okay, Maury explaining yeah. Maury explaining scientific terms, even just base scientific. Yeah. yeah okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Do you have it's anything so scientific that you would like for Damn It Maury to explain? Oh God. Um. Let's see. Maybe like something like pharyngitis or pharyngitis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. I will write. I will write that on the list. I right. have. Uh, I have a bunch of other scientific terms uh, uh, to to still go through. How about this? Them. Why don't, Why don't we, we? First of all, before before we do anything, um, yeah. can you tell? Can you tell me what pharyngitis means? Uh, so pharyngitis is like a swelling of the pharynx. So it's like it's almost like laryngitis, where if you're sick, you lose your voice. Okay. Okay. Question for you, Justin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where is the pharynx? Thank you, Mocha. <laughs> it's in the throat. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's all. That's all. All right. All right. Cool. Um, okay. So, Justin, how about this? Yeah. We're gonna hang up with you. We're gonna play a song, and then when we come back, mm-hmm. we'll do science with Maury. Okay. Awesome. All right. Thanks, right man. Appreciate Sounds you listening, great. brother. No problem. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right. So, uh, by request, science with Maury. We did this one time before. Um, just to refresh everybody's memory for some of the terms that uh, Maury tried to break down for you scientifically. Uh, Maury, the control group is what? The people who tell you what to do. Right, okay. And uh, mean is what? Well, mean is people who are mean to you. Correct. Or the average calculated by adding up the scores and then dividing them by the numbers. Possibly. Possibly. Okay, Okay, so Maury, are you ready? You get your science hat on? Yeah, of course. Okay, so we will give you the word and then you tell us scientifically what it means. Uh, First of all, uh, let's go through this. Maury, what, what is biology? Okay, biology is two different ologies. Yeah. Bi being two in Latin. Yeah. Right? So you're studying two different things at once. Okay. Fair enough. Period. Okay, period. <laughs> okay. Uh, Maury, what is a catalyst? Okay, so a catalyst is something that grows on your cat, like a lump. <laughs> <laughs> like we have cysts, right? Like yes. I have a cyst. Yeah. Um, catalyst is a, a cat ca- cyst. A cat cyst. All right. Very good. Not correct at all. Uh, gestation. Maury, gestation. what does gestation refer gestation. to? Gestation. Oh, isn't it on the subway? <laughs> Excuse me? Huh? So stop on the subway, Jess Station. <laughs> <laughs> Next stop, Jess Station. station. <laughs> uh, no, Jess Station. Where is that? Is that like between like Vic Park and like Kennedy area? Yeah, where's yeah. Jess Station? Somewhere in Scarborough? Yeah. Next station, Jess Station. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> your gestation is Bloor Street. Your gestation is Bloor Street. <laughs> okay, no, that's the uh, period during which uh, an embryo develops, like the gestation period. Uh, mine sounds better. Okay, cool. <laughs> Maury, what's an embryo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maury, what is formication? Formication? Isn't mm. when you have sex? No, it is not. That's fornication. <laughs> formication with an M. Formication. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, so you're forming something. Like you're putting something together. You're forming it. Like a vacation? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So formication is when you're planning a vacation. Is that yes, what you're saying? That's right. okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you're forming your vacation. Right. Okay. Duh. No. Uh, this is actually a medical term for the sensation that small insects are crawling on your skin. Oh, wow. No. Yeah. Uh, Maury, what is a galactic bulge? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and please and please use it in a sentence. <laughs> Yo, did Han Solo have one of those? <laughs> Princess Leia? <laughs> yeah, but only in the first movie. <laughs> Maury, what is a galactic bulge? And please use it in a sentence. <laughs> it, can I say? Like your penis yeah. in space? Your penis in space. In galactic space. bulge. Like you think that that's a thing. Like you think that they've thought so much about what to call. Oh, oh, weightless. Yeah, weightless penis. Okay, no, a galactic bulge, Maury, is uh, the center of a galaxy made mostly of older stars. So like the Milky Way, uh, ten thousand stars. And last year, scientists discovered that it was like sort of peanut shaped, right? So that is considered to be a galactic bulge. When Interesting. A so galaxy no. is okay. Mine was peanut more fine. shape. Uh, Maury, what is angina? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, angina. Okay, yeah. so it's like, can I say? Yeah, I, I'm going to save you, Maury. Okay, it's chest pains. Don't say anything else, Maury. Next, your no, 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 next. no. Uh, what's next on my list? Oh God. Okay, Maury, we'll we'll end off with. I can't do that one. <sighs> okay, bile, Maury. What's bile? Bile. Yeah. Bile. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's like bile is again two piles. Right. Two piles of what? <laughs> if anything you want. If you have two piles next to each other, it's bile. It's a bile. Yeah. Okay, as opposed to just two piles. Yeah, no, because this is the scientific term. Right. By being two. Have you ever heard that said like somebody spit up bile? Have you ever heard that term? You ever heard somebody no, talk about that? That's vile. <laughs> yes, it would be vile. <laughs> Okay, and then uh, finally on my uh, on my list, Maury, what's a pilo erection? It's many people on top. No, of it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It has nothing to do with stacked people. No, you've never heard this before. Pilo erection, goosebumps. Oh, that's what they're called. Oh, I've heard it differently. No, you haven't, because I'm telling you right now. It's on a pile of dudes? No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's goosebumps. That's a technical term for goosebumps. It's pilo erection. And thinking of that is giving no, me goosebumps. Aye, no, aye. stop it. One more. No. Uh... All right, Maury. Um, what's a nucleus? Okay, nucleus is a brand nucleus. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay, you're done. You're done. You're done. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I got in an Uber yesterday and all by yourself? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Check out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I called and everything. And it was a great driver because as you know, I think it should be I think you should be ticketed as a a person who picks up passengers for a living in your car 
when I'm standing on the sidewalk mm-hmm. and if you see me and you're my driver and when you pull up to me, when you stop with the front of your car at me and not the back door where I'm going to be getting in, then you should be ticketed for that. Right. You think it should be illegal? It should be illegal. Like if you're picking somebody up and you see them on the street and you pull up, stop the car where my body lines up with the back door. Like a limo driver. Like a limo driver. Not the front of the car where then I have to walk four feet. (laughs) Right? If If you're picking somebody up, it makes perfect sense. I don't understand. And you're making eye contact with the guy and I'm waving and I'm like, hey, it's me. And he's like, I got you. You see the universe yeah. sign? And then they stop the car where the front bumper is where I'm standing. And then I look at him and I'm like, okay, so we're doing this then. And then I got so to walk. So you have to waste your time. I got to waste my time. Take four steps to the left. Thank you. And you've seen the shoes I wear. Yeah. Okay. The less walking, the better. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Fancy. So anyway, so this driver yesterday I had was just brilliant. Yeah. And five so stars? He, five stars, baby. And, and so he stops at the back door right at me. And every now and then when you take Uber, you get the notification that they've upgraded you to Uber Select at no extra charge. Because yeah. it's just What's Uber Select? It. It's just a fancier car. Leather oh, seats. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, and then so I'm Bottle good. Bottle water, pack of gum in the yeah, back? Yeah, sure. Why not? Nice. And then so I get in the car and we're plowing down the DVP. Windows open because I don't like the air conditioning on in the car. So windows wow. open. And then we get onto the gardener and it's just completely stopped. Yeah. And, As it always is. Yeah. And, and so there's no more wind coming in the window. Okay. And I start to get real hot. And I had said yesterday, I started sweating at some point last Sunday, and I haven't stopped sweating since, right? <laughs> I've just been hot for a week. Humidity gets right? It just gets in me now. Yeah. I'm malaria. And, uh, <laughs> and then so I, uh, I'm in the back seat of this car, and we're stopped in traffic, and it seems unusually hot because there's still a tiny little breeze coming through the window. Uh-huh. But the inside of the car is just insanely hot. And then I look to my right, and I realized that I've never wanted to pulverize another human being as much as I wanted to pulverize who was ever in this Uber right before I was. Why? Because what they did before they left, and I can only assume it was to troll somebody, was before they got out of the back seat, because it was an Uber Select, so it's a fancy car, they clicked the seat warmer button all the way over to high. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they totally did that on purpose. Right? They totally did that on purpose. So I'm sitting in a car with leather seats, and it's 40 degrees outside yesterday, and I'm sitting on a fully heated seat, and I start to realize that my stomach is very upset. Oh, no! And and I don't know if there's a good way, but it's not upset in the good way, if you know what I mean. Oh, no, and you're stuck in that garden. I'm stuck in traffic on the garden. No exits anywhere near you, and zero shoulder. Thank you. <laughs> and, <clears throat> oh, no. And I know that because we've done stories on this before, I know the Uber fine for throwing up in somebody's car is $140. Yeah. I don't know what the fine is. For something else for happening? For something else happening in your body. <laughs> something in, else in coming Uber. out of your body? I can only imagine it's more than $140. Oh, no. So it's 40 degrees outside so and 40. you're... And your butt's probably like 80 degrees. My, my insides are boiling. <laughs> like everything in me, imagine this, everything in me that is usually as solid is now melting. Oh, no. <laughs> so okay. And I'm, still, so and I'm still like 35 minutes away from home. Oh, no. <laughs> at this point. So whoever did that yesterday, <laughs> I will find you. <laughs> I will find you. Uh, and when I do, it's not going to be good. Oh, the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, Damon Mori, come on in here for a second. 
So it's hot. We all know that. Mm. And damn it, Maury's dad, Frank, has a pool at the house. Yeah. Maury's been over there swimming with his little brothers, everything else. Um, damn it, Maury's dad, they will go away on weekends often. Okay. So Maury thought, hey, dad, when you guys are away, wouldn't it be cool if I could just go to the house and use the pool while you're gone? Oh, cool sure. down, have a dip. Yeah, why not? Who cares? They're but, not using it. Thank you. But this comes down to trust, right, Maury? 100%. And in anybody else's world, this is just a slam dunk. Hey, I'm just, you, you gone this weekend? Cool, Dad. I'm just going to come over and use the pool. But not in the world of Maury and his oh, dad. It's your friend. own kids. No. Like you birthed me. Right. Okay. So not in not in that well, not in that world. Oh man. So the question then becomes who do you trust and who do you not trust in your life? Yo, if you can't even trust your own kids. Okay, who do you trust and who's who also do you not a 40 trust? 40-year-old man? Right. <laughs> Yo, in, that's in your diss. life. That's a diss. Okay, who do you trust and who do you not trust with certain things in your life? And we want you guys to be a part of this too when you're listening. We'll play the phone call when Maury called his dad Frank to pitch this idea to him of using the pool while he's gone. Okay, so take a listen to this. Give us a call. Let us know what you think. One, let us know if you think that Maury should be allowed to use the pool when his dad's gone. And two, let us know what you think the answer will ultimately be. So here's the conversation. Hello, Daddy. How are you? Hi. Um, okay, so I have a question for you because it's been um, racking my brain with this. You know how it's like super hot outside? Um, how is it that I don't have a key to your house so I can go and enjoy your pool? Oh, no. Hello? <gasps> Again, the pool is just sitting there. Well, of course the pool's sitting there. What do you think? I have a, like a little inflatable little thing that I hook up on the back of a... Uh, the back of a vehicle and, and just pump it up whenever I want it. Of course it's sitting there. Quite the but, joke. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> of course, as you indicate as a son, me, well, a dad, me, says that uh, I don't know uh, how trustworthy this could be. I mean, I, I can't imagine myself coming home after a long day at work. Or being off somewhere and having to, the work continuing, that I would have to come home and find that uh, that I would have to follow up with a phone call and saying, "Why is there dishes on the island? Why is there dishes in the sink? Oh my God! Why is there open up uh, little cookie jars and stuff like that?" There. So, but how is this going from me to, using my father's pool to you were complaining about my snacking? Well, let's see. What's the gain in this? Here, you get to enjoy a pool, and I get to enjoy a mess. You know what? Oh my God! Why don't you leave it with me, and yeah. we'll just and I will discuss it with the rest of the family, and we'll have a little uh, vote, and uh, we'll have a little uh, uh, see whatever what the popular vote is at that point in time. We'll have a little discussion, and then we'll talk about it. I appreciate it. I just wanted to enjoy the pool. Okay, you discuss and get back to me then. Thank you. Okay. Oh my god! Okay. No! So in any other world, in any other world, the kid calling the dad, who's 40 years old, by the way, Maury, uh, being like, hey, dad, when you guys are gone, can I just grab a key and go and use the pool? It's a slam dunk, but not in their world. So here's the thing, is that Maury's old man, Frank, he did have the family conference, 
right, mm-hmm. Maury? Were yes. you involved in the family conference? No, or? I, I didn't get a vote. You didn't get a vote. Okay, so Maury didn't get a vote. So it was Frank, yes. your stepmom Donna, and Daniel and Kyle. Daniel and Kyle, your younger brothers. Your younger yeah. brothers. Uh, one, what do you think Frank is going to say? Is Maury going to be allowed to use the pool on hot days when he's not there? That's the big one. And uh, two, uh, do you think Maury should be able to use it? But what do you think he's going to say? And would you trust Maury enough? Or do you think that Frank should trust Maury enough? Hey, Kiss, it's Raza Mocha. Sabrina. Hi, Sabrina. What do you want to say? Um, I'm just wondering, what would make you think that Maury's dad would let him use the pool if his husband doesn't even let him use the bathtub? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, valid point. Uh, right? If you don't know, Damon Maury is not allowed to use the master ensuite in the condo that he lives in with his husband, Dammit Matthew. If Maury needs to use the can, he's got to use the guest bathroom. You're right. right. Have you ever had a bath in the bathtub, Maury? No. Maury. Maury. No. Have you ever had a bath in the bathtub? No. At all. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Never. You never even just got in for a soak. No, never. Never. Wow. Wow. We're getting a lot of texts, by the way. Okay. I'm sorry, but I understand Maury's dad's point. Uh, Who wants to come home to a mess? I could see them saying he has a key to the gate, but he's not allowed in the house. Wow. Okay. So what do you think, Sabrina? Is uh, is Maury's dad, Frank, going to... Okay. Wow. No. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the call, Sabrina. No problem. Have a good day. You too. Hi, it's Ron Zamoka. What's your name? Oh, my God. I can't believe it. My name is Iman. What's going on? What do you think uh, Maury's dad, Frank, is going to say about Maury using the pool when Frank and the family are away? I think he's going to let him use it. You think so? Because they come wow. from a really good family. Right. Him and his dad are so tight. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see it going any other way. Yeah. No, I still think he's going to say no. Because you, you already gave him a hard no. time right off the bat, right? Yeah. No, you're right. All right. Thanks so you're much right. for calling in today couple of texts before we take this phone call. Somebody said, my parents have a pool and I have a key to the house and I am welcome to come by swimming whenever I want. They actually encourage it because my daughter loves to swim. I hope that Frank gives Maury a trial run. A trial At run. least to see how it goes before just saying no right off the bat. He's 40. Another text. Good morning. <laughs> there must be more to this story. Just wondering why his dad does not trust him. Perhaps bad previous experience? Oh, snap. Uh, hey, Kiss, it's Raza Mocha. Um, so I'm a pool owner. Yeah. And so I've been I've been asked the same question. Um, and my brother and his family, who are totally respectful of our place, like have free access to the pool when we're not there. Right. And they ask your permission first, though, right? They always ask just to make sure we don't have people over or we're not there. And yeah, him and my nieces and, my niece and nephews over and use the pool whenever we're not home. Yeah, well, see, there you go. It happens. Uh, you gotta share the walls. You gotta okay. share the walls. The, the summer's hot. I hear you. Okay, uh, listen, stay by your radio right now because uh, we're gonna let you go, but I'm gonna read the, the, the grand sort of finale of this and what happened with the family meeting between Frank Ooh. and uh, everybody else in the family with the exception of Maury. Thank he you, didn't Jamie. Get a vote. Have a good one. All right, you too. All right, you want it? Okay. You want to come in here more? Okay, so here's the text conversation, the uh, the resolution to this. Okay. Maury wrote his dad, Hey, Dad, wanted to circle back on the pool access, smiley face. Maury's dad, Frank, wrote, Maury, we have had a family meeting and feel it best that you enjoy our pool <gasps> as a family. This way, we can also monitor the snacks and mess accumulated and work as a team to clean up. Dad. Oh! <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, you can't even use your own dad's pool! Oh, no! Oh, man, that ain't right, How do you bro. feel about that quickly? Quickly, I'm going to have to learn how to climb fences. Oh, no! The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Air Transat Option Plus. I'm flying Option Plus on Saturday. Are you really with Air Transat? Yes. Nice. More than 60 destinations to choose from down south, Europe, Canada, and the U.S. So, Roz, let's talk about your Option Plus. Okay, so a couple of things with Option Plus. Pre-boarding, which is amazing, especially if you're traveling with a kid. Uh, priority baggage on the other end, which again, after a long flight with a kid, uh, when you're going on vacation, is a uh, massive priority. There's a priority check-in counter when you get to the airport. Uh, little larger seats, you get that wicked meal, the uh, Daniel Vizina menu. It's nice. incredible. Uh, hello, what about the additional piece of luggage for yeah, you to bring? That's right. right. You see, fit more tight pants in there. I know. See, I'm going to I'm going to Mexico. It's 40 ah, degrees. More so Speedos then. More Speedos. That's <laughs> all I'm going to do. I'm going to use that entire extra bag for more Speedos. Enhance your Air Transat flight with Option Plus. Learn more at airtransat.com. Hey, you want to take a phone call? Yeah. All right. Hi, Ronzamoka. What's up? It's my birthday today. Yo, happy birthday. What's your name? Uh, it's Colton. Colton. How old are you today? Um, 20. Boy Colton or girl Colton? Boy, yeah. Oh, okay. What uh, What do you got going on for your birthday? I'm working. Oh, what do you do? What does a 20-year-old do? I work at McDonald's. Do? It's kind of, I, I'm 20, so I work at McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fine. Hey, let me ask you a question, Colton, about McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Because I love the McDonald's breakfast, right? Okay. And the one up in my neighborhood in Woodbridge, we went the other day. It was like 11.30 in the morning. And you know how they have all-day breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. So there was one breakfast item that we were told... They don't serve past 11 a.m., but all the other breakfast items they do. Excuse me? Yeah. And it's the, the, the burrito the that yeah. has the egg, and you can get, like, sausage or bacon, and it's got cheese and hash browns in it. That's the best one. Yeah, that's my favorite. I know. So why I can know. I not get that past, like, 11.30? All, it's all because of, like, what we put in it, because with the eggs and, like, the hash brown and stuff, we make that all separately, but with the, with the burritos, we make it all at once. And it just takes extra time to make it after like 11.30 because by the time it's 11.30, we're already making lunch. So we don't have that time to make... Well, then don't advertise all day breakfast if I can't get my breakfast burrito at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon if I want it. Yeah, that's all day breakfast asterisk, right? With the exception of... Yes. I don't know, Colton. I don't know if I can wish you a happy birthday now. You know what? I mean, Roz is my favorite. So it's like, oh, it's I'm fine. definitely not wishing you happy birthday now. Oh, Me and Roz had this conversation way, way back when I was high, and you know it's great. And <laughs> hey, 20, what? 20 years old, no responsibility, <laughs> nobody trusts you. So, Colton, now that you're uh, 20 years old, what are you doing to celebrate? Probably gonna smoke a ton um, of weed, right? Uh, I order my stuff online, and it's not coming until tomorrow. Oh, wait, what do you mean so, you ordered your stuff online? What stuff? I order my stuff online. Um, cause I have like like four mental illnesses, so it's hard for me to go out and like order weed and stuff. Wait, um, can, so you, I just can you stop, order stop, Colton? What the what? hell mm. is happening on your phone right now, Ross? I'm watching cat videos. Listen, listen to this little guy. Look at it. Sorry, Colton. I'm so bored of this conversation, dude. Wow. Colton. Um, and listen. Roz is your favorite. Oh, but look at how cute no. this cat is. <laughs> okay. Honestly. Honestly. Colton, just stop for a second. Listen. Listen how cute this little baby kitten is. Right? So much more important than Colton's stupid birthday. Hey, Colton. Uh, yeah. L- listen, bro. Listen. This is your birthday present. Listen to this cute little kitty. Okay. Listen. <laughs> 
<laughs> so dumb. All right, happy wow. birthday, Colton. That's for me to you. <laughs> wow, what I'm just dis- reconsidering my entire Come life. Come on, bro. Show right now. Nah, right. nah, nah, nah. Thank nah. you, Colton. Have a wonderful birthday. Thank you. All right, later. later. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, there's a thread on Reddit that took off with comments. And parents listening right now, you may have a story. And as we mentioned, if you don't have kids, you may remember saying something back in the day to your folks. The title of the thread is, What's Something Your Kids Do Without Realizing It Hurts Your Feelings? (laughs) Uh. And some of the comments on this thread, this is from a dad. When my daughter gets a night terror at night, she will tell me, crying, that she wished I died instead of mommy. (laughs) She hasn't done it for a couple of months now, but it hurts more than I can bear it. I calm her down, get her back to sleep, and usually go back to my room and cry. (laughs) Another comment from a mom says, right now he's a toddler, so he's just hardwired to be a bit of a jerk, but it bothers me when I get him up in the morning or come home from work and he doesn't want to hug me or tell me about his day at all. Also, he begs me to play with them. But when I do, he generally takes whatever toy I'm using and tells me, I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Another post from a mom. My almost three-year-old twins often tell me I'm not invited to their birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) Again, what's something your kids do without realizing it hurts your feelings? From a dad. My daughter hurts my feelings bad in just one situation. I'll say, I love you. And she'll reply, no, daddy, I don't love you. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to leave you with this one final. This one like actually broke my heart, dude. This is from a mom. My 12-year-old son basically ignores me as much as he can. It's puberty, and it's all normal. But a year ago, I was still his favorite person, and now it's all about his friends, girls, and video games. And I'm the uncoolest person on the planet, apparently. I made him go for a walk with me and the dog the other day just to try to have some conversation. And he said, why do you make me do things that make me unhappy? (laughs) To which I responded, spending time with me makes you unhappy? And he said, yes. I told him he could turn around and go back home. He did. I cried the whole way to the dog park. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh. What's something your kids do without realizing it hurts your feelings? Uh, hey, kiss, it's Razamoka. So I'm a three year old and I work nights straight. So. Uh, he was on this tantrum one day where he's like, "Mom, mom, mom," and I'm like, "Hey, listen, I'm dad for the less, like, you know, for the next little bit. Like, stop saying mom because he had nothing he wanted to say. It was just he was just pushing my button on mom, mom." And I said, "Listen, I'm dad." He goes, "No, you're not. Um, my dad goes to work. You sleep all day." Oh, <laughs> oh my god! He's three. <gasps> oh no! Yeah. Yeah. Kids, I was like, "Kids know." Flip, man, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. That that stings. That stings. Bad. <laughs> Thanks for the yeah. call. Yeah, no problem. Take Bye. Hi, it's Ron Zamoka. What's your name? My name is Trisha. All right, Trisha, what's something your kids do without realizing it hurts your feelings? Now, do you have kids? Or are you calling to tell us something that you maybe said to your parents back in the day? No, I have kids. I okay. have two. How old? Nine and four. Okay, go for it. Uh, we were walking home one day from school, 
school and I was winking at my daughter to put a joke on her little brother and she asked me what I was doing and I said I'm winking at you and she said don't do that you look like a constipated donkey wow (laughs) (laughs) oh no I'm getting roasted by your kid that sucks <laughs> kids are mean. Thanks for the call. No problem. <laughs> All right, Stephanie, go for it. Do you have uh, you have kids? I do. I have a five year old and a sixteen month old. Okay, so let me guess. It's a five year old that uh, hits you right in the yeah. feelings. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she really hurt my feelings last month. I turned uh, twenty seven. Yeah. And she starts bawling her eyes out, and I was I was wondering what was going on. You know, it's birthday, you should be happy. And she looks at me and she goes, "You're getting old. I don't want you to die." Yeah. Oh. Twenty seven. It makes me think like midlife crisis at the age of twenty seven. Yeah, it's tough, man. When Roxy was little, Catherine cut bangs and Roxy cried. No. Yeah. Are you serious? (laughs) She was little. Yeah, because it didn't look like her mom, right? Like, it's tough, man. You got to be thick skin when you got a kid. Oh, man. Stephanie, thanks so much for sharing your story. No problem. Have a good one. You too. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, did you see this story where somebody was in the back of an Uber in New York and they were driving and the driver sort of slowed down a little bit and then the person in the car the passenger heard like his belt being undone and then he peed in and he peed in a water bottle while they were driving who the driver (laughs) the driver (laughs) what hold on so what's this that you have here that's this so the girl in the back seat who was the passenger yeah took out her phone and started filming when the guy was when the guy was peeing when you gotta go There's no... He won't be driving for Uber much longer. He's not driving for Uber now. Uber released a statement uh, saying that he's banned from the platform. Yeah, of course. Saying this is completely inappropriate and a clear violation of our community... Community. <laughs> I'm throw that word in there. Uh, uh, community guidelines. Uh, this community does not pee in bottles while we drive, okay? Uh, the driver's access to the app has been removed. Uh, so what she said to the New York Post was, I had my headphones on and I was just trying to chill and unwind and then I noticed that he stopped moving. Then I see him unbuckling his pants and here the pee hit the bottom uh, of the bottle. And you know, that's not the first time he's done it either. No! Right? To do, because I'm trying to think, if I'm sitting in the car. Do you want me to tell you how to do it? Because I've done it many times. No, you haven't. Peed in a bottle in the car? Many times. It drives Catherine crazy. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) But I'd have never done it while driving. Okay, so if I'm sitting, right? Yeah. Okay, you want me to run you through how to pee in a bottle in the car? Because usually, like, you have to almost 
lean forward a little bit and, and okay. your, your hips? I'll, I'll tell you two, two different ways here. One way is a passenger. One way is the driver. The, the way is the driver is very difficult. The way of the passenger yeah. is this. is So sit normally. Yes. I can't believe I'm going to tell you how to pee in a bottle in a car. Also, Gatorade bottles are the best because the opening is, oh, is wider. And they, and they hold a lot. You can get a lot. You, you can get a lot of liquid in a Gatorade bottle. Shout out to Gatorade. <laughs> Pop up those electrolytes and have a bathroom. Uh, okay, so here's what you like the, the way to do it, and, and I've, like I said, I've done this in the car with Catherine, and she's horrified when it when it happens. Um, now, and when I have to pee, she just pulls over the side of the road. Yeah, um, but okay. So you, what you do is you don't try and lean forward. Okay. Okay. You lean to the side. So almost like almost like in a spooning position in the seat. Yeah. Right. That's how you do it. How are your legs? What's together, that? Together. You... Yeah. Together. Oh. Really? Yeah, sort of together, and then and like then that? you and then you you place the bottle so it's not like just on its side kind of thing. Yeah. So that's how you that's how you do it, and then you fill her up, and then you you get you get a cap. Um, I had to pee on the side of the QEW last week. I had to make Catherine pull over on the QEW. Yeah, yeah. So here's the problem. In front of all that traffic. Well, because here's the because here's <gasps> here's the move though, is that I had to pee. I always have to pee. I just always I always have to pee. You know me. If I am at home and I don't have to pee, but I walk past the bathroom, I will just go in and sit for a minute because I know and it's not going to be that long until I have to pee. Yeah. Right. Like I'll just I'll anticipate having to pee, and I'm, I'm here anyway, so I might as well just take care of it. So here's how you pee on the highway is that I was the passenger. So Catherine pulled over. Yeah. And then I got out my side, the passenger side. Yeah. I walked around to the driver's side. Okay. To where Catherine was. And I opened the door. Her door? Her door. Okay. On the QEW? Yeah, on the side of the QEW. So I open her door. But aren't you like facing traffic now? Yeah, but I open the door and then I stand in between the door and Catherine in that little V shape that the side of the car and the door makes. Yeah. So oncoming traffic can't see me. Right? Because I'm protected but by it looks the door. Like you're peeing in the car. No, it doesn't look like I'm peeing in the car because I always put my hand on the top and make like I'm adjusting the antenna. Like I put my hand on the antenna <laughs> on the top of the car For and what? I start and I start twirling my fingers so people think that I pulled over because the, the radio antenna wasn't working. And meanwhile I'm just peeing and Catherine's looking the other way, even though she is right beside me with no door separating us. That is so right? weird. So that man. is how you pee on the highway. That is so I weird. Can, you call me right now or hit me up on Twitter and you name a situation and I will tell you how to creatively pee in it. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> hey, Kiss, it's Razamoka. I had situations like that. So now I have a PVC pipe in my car. It's like about two inches and kneel down in the car, open the door, and just urine. From that street out to the car. Okay, excuse me. You have you have <laughs> what? A PVC pipe. <laughs> PVC pipe. So he yes, creates man, a I'm channel. I'm Guyanese. I have to create something. You so you make creates, an, you make you yes, make. I'm Guyanese. Kwame, yeah, man. Okay, so that's like an eaves trough, right? <laughs> yeah, I use a PVC pipe, like a, a PVC uh, water pipe. Yeah. And yeah. Open do you, the door yeah. and just kneel down in the car yeah. and just put it in and just urine. So just no one know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> I want to invent. I want to invent something for uh, like actually carry a pipe and a sub pump 
you could just sit as the driver and just do what you got to do. So hold on here. So you want to put like a mini sump pump in the floor of the car, like where your feet go, so you can just pee there and then the sump pump pumps it out? Yes, but the, the, the hose would come up to your uh, your parts and uh, you just... You, Oh, you're in it. So you and want it goes in a pump, and when you're home, you clean it out. I okay, want to so, make it. So hold on here. You want a hole in the seat between your legs? No, 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 no. Oh, just no, where the no, yeah, that's ridiculous, Ross. Come on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, see, I'm yeah, telling yeah, you. Yeah. I'm telling you. People have come up with really incredibly creative ways to pee yep. in public. Yep. Yeah. And how how big is the uh, uh, where do you sorry where do you keep the PVC pipe in the car when you're not peeing in it? I put it just beside it. It's clean because I use water afterwards and just throw it inside and wash it out. Right. Oh, it's wow. You got a solid. full system, bro. <laughs> Kwame, thanks so much for calling in, brother. Uh, yep. You're welcome. Take Later. care. Hi, it's Ron Zamoka. What's going on? Ron, it's a little concerning how much you pee. You should go get a prostate exam. No. You know what it is? Is I always forget to pee before I leave the house. And, <laughs> okay. And Are you sure? Like, yeah. mental is important. I'm like a four-year-old. I'm like a four-year-old. My problem is I drink a lot of coffee, and then what'll happen? What'll happen is it'll be like a beautiful Saturday afternoon, and it's noon, and I go to the fridge, and I'm like, ah, the hell with it. And I have a couple cans of cider, and I'm already three coffees in, and then Catherine's like, hey, let's go to Home Depot, and I'm like, okay, and then I get in the car, and my body, and, and my body just starts laughing at me, <laughs> like, ah, loser, you loser. We about to do this, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call. Fair enough. Okay, take care. Bye. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Roz, we've always said that we love hearing from people who listen to our show. Multiple ways of doing so. And we got a tweet from a young lady named Sarah who we're going to call okay. in a second about her tweet. Okay. I guess, okay, I'll call her first and then I'll read you what her tweet okay. said. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Hi, Sarah. It's Mocha. Oh my goodness. Hello. Hi. Okay. Sorry. It's Roz and Mocha. So, oh Sarah, I, I didn't read. I didn't read your tweet just yet to Roz. So I'm going to read it right now. Okay. Okay. Because Roz, I know how much you love getting tweets like this. Oh no. <laughs> and information like this. Oh no. So Sarah tweeted this morning and said, "I've been listening to the Roz and Mocha show since I was 11, and now I'm 21." Oh, shut up. <laughs> and they're still the best. <sighs> I swear to God, I'm not lying. Uh, so thank you for your loyalty, Sarah. Oh my God, you guys don't understand, like, the only radio station I listen to. Wow, and you're 21 now. So uh, so you went through what? You wrapped up elementary school, you were in high school. Yeah, your whole life. Basically your Literally whole life. My, basically my whole life. Like, I was I was listening to Rosanoka back when T.Dot State of Mind was a thing. Oh, wow. wow. A lot of people don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, we did a parody song, a music video of Empire State of Mind by Jay-Z called T.Dot State of Mind, and it got like a lot of play on the radio and uh, blew up all over YouTube, and then Jay-Z found out about it, and his lawyer sent us a, a letter saying, please stop playing that song. Yeah, it was crazy. So how are you? So you're what, 21 years old? Yeah, I'll so, be 21 actually in three days. Okay, oh, so nice. Happy so, early birthday. Thank you. So for half your life, you've been a fan of the Razamoke show. I have. <laughs> <laughs> and I can say I've only, I've only called in like three times. Why is that? Well, because like before, it, I was never like, 
interested in a lot of the things you guys talked to because I was young, right? So, yeah. like, I couldn't have any input Fair in what you guys would talk about. And now that I'm older, I'm able to. Oh, okay. Uh, what's your life like now? It's very boring. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you work? Like, do you work? Are you, Are you in, in school? school? Do you got a boyfriend, a girlfriend? What's up? I am lonely. You're lonely? Oh, I, I don't want to hear that. Why are you so lonely? Because boys are gross. You tell me about it. What about girls? The girls are cute. Okay. Why are boys gross? Because I don't want to swear. Because this is this is Kiss ninety two five. But they're all f boys, man. Uh, Everyone what? my age is like they're all horrible. Like they're too. Like you're. You find that you're more mature than they are. Yes. What do oh, they okay. What do they want from you? I mean, I know what they want from you, but like, why? How does that How does that happen? Because I'm. I don't really understand what it's like to date when you're twenty in twenty eighteen. So what is it like? Everyone basically nowadays just wants to party. They don't. They don't want a serious relationship. They There's either like the ones that want to be like married and like locked down, or they're like, "Don't touch me. Let's just do this. Let's have fun and don't put a title." So, what is it that you're looking for then in a relationship? See, like in the future, I want children and I want like a house and I want like you know a, a nice like yard and I want like to own my own house and have like like you know a lot of land. So like I want I want to find someone that I can build with. Oh, okay, so you want to get to that point and find someone yeah, like, mature enough that uh, shares the same interests but doesn't want to always party. Yeah, because I like Netflix. I don't like to go out. <laughs> right, fair enough. I, I will say this: you're very young to be thinking about. Listen, I shouldn't say that. You're very young, and to have that sort of vision of what you want is a great thing. Okay, I, you you sound yeah. like you 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 know where you want to wind up. But I don't have seven years till that. Yeah. But, but don't feel that you have to skip out on experiences from now until then. You don't have to start building that foundation right now with somebody else. You can build that foundation with yourself. And then believe me, once you start to get a little bit older, the F boys are going to become fewer and fewer and fewer because they're going to realize that how much of their early 20s they wound up pissing away. Right, so so you're yeah. all you're all going to sort of make it to the same spot. There's going to be a larger pool of people who just want to sit and chill with you and watch some Netflix on your farm uh, than there are right now when you're tw- when you're when you're 21. So don't get too down on yourself and don't get too down on other people. Just sort of just just take your time. I remember listening to you give advice to people when I was younger, and now I'm getting the advice. Right, <laughs> look at that. I think I think getting advice from Robin Mocha is the best thing ever. See there. You go. You guys just made my whole week. You guys just made my birthday. Like, you don't even understand. (laughs) Wow, Sarah, that means so much. Honestly, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for tweeting. Uh, It's been almost nine years that the Ronza Mocha Show has been on the radio, and uh, we appreciate every single year that you've been listening. I really appreciate you guys. Have a great day, Sarah. You too. The Ronza Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, before we um, get to anything else, have you noticed Maury's beard? Yeah. Yeah, he's growing. Come on, come in here. He had to grow it. Remember we said that uh, after he did that episode of Private Eyes, yeah. somebody offered him a part on Murdoch Mysteries with oh, uh, right. Yannick Besson. Yeah. And so they told Maury that he needed to have some growth. No. So he's been growing out his beard. I'm a oh, man now. So this is on purpose. <laughs> this is on purpose. Yeah. This is oh. show business beard. Wow. I'm growing yeah. this for my part, Mocha. And how does oh, Matthew okay. feel about it? He finds it sexy. Does he? He really does. So why don't you not grow a beard like all the time? Well, this is the thing. So I have some beard questions. Okay. Like, I, I find it 
very dry and itchy. Do you? What do you guys do? You both have beards. You guys are beard experts. What do you do to not have an itchy beard? I just say my my whole thing is that there's a point that it stops being itchy once you grow it out, and yeah. then after you get to that point, you can trim it up nice, and it really doesn't get itchy anymore. No, I honestly I moisturize every day. Do you? Yeah, I wash my face every day. Wow, like, with face wash and everything, and usually for my beard, I'll use a beard oil or a yeah. beard balm. I always switch really? it up. Yeah, and it keeps the beard nice and soft. You have to get through that pain first. You got to get the I don't understand what pain you're talking about. Like (laughs) the pain, my beard hurts. It hurts so much. When I started growing a beard, I I didn't get no pain. Especially what what, what pain? In the heat and describe what the feeling is. Describe what the pain is. Like I could just be lying on the couch, and all of a sudden, my beard wants me to know it's there, and it's just like right. "Ah." Yeah, like it's just so. Bristly, yeah, and I, I have like a beard lube at home, and Matthew won't put it on for me. <laughs> just use it yourself. Just put a couple of dabs in your hand, and you Ex- just rub it in like that. No, this. that's a partner thing. Explain the process of lubing your beard to Maury for me, Mocha. Honestly, yeah. I just take a couple of drops, like maybe four drops. Yeah, palm of my hand, rub it together, and then right. I just downward strokes on yeah. my beard. On the face and on the chin and yeah. on the neck, like that. But I wanted Matthew to do it because I find the sensation of other people's hands cool. Right. Not it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? You're the expert. So I brought my beard lube in. Oh my god! Yo, you guys, listen. You guys freaking set me up. You're the expert. No, you, you guys just explain set how to me do up. it. I know. Listen, no, you guys you talked about this beforehand, and you knew that I would tell you what my routine is. And Roz, you knew you were gonna I say didn't. not in, no, so I, I would have to rub the. No. So Matthew, so can you lube my beard? I, I didn't. You you were so precise in your description of how to lube a beard. I know. That I could never. I need to learn too so please Man, show me you guys show me while you lube up Maury this is the lube okay see. what do you got what brand name is this this is a beard serum yeah conditioning oil blend that keeps the beard soft shiny and smooth okay three things I love right. okay <laughs> directions apply desired amount of oil into palm rub hands together and spread evenly and spread evenly <laughs> and spread evenly to facial hair. Okay. Okay. Let's see if you even got like a, a good smelling beard balm here. Okay. How does it smell? Oh yeah, it actually smells pretty it's good. It's not that bad. Yeah. All right. Man. Okay, so Mocha's now <laughs> squirting it in his hands. I'm actually taking off my wedding ring right now. Good for because you. I should too then. This feel- no, no, you leave I, your I wedding too. ring on. Too. Yeah, you're right, because this is cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, come on, I think man. You should, I think you should both take your wedding rings off <laughs> so you don't get accused of micro-cheating. Oh, God. Okay, I'll okay. sit in the chair like you're the barber. Okay. And you should go behind me, right? So, no, I'm not going behind you. I'll lie back. Okay, not... You don't have to lie back. No more sit up. Okay, okay, so three squirts in the hand. Do you have to rub the... Okay. Yeah, face me. Turn towards me. It's okay. it's very itchy underneath in the undercarriage. Stop telling me where you're itchy and just shut up. Yeah, and don't say your undercarriage is itchy, Maury. That means you need to shower after the gym. It has nothing <laughs> oh to do with your beard. This feels oh, it feels so, so good. Weird. Oh, look no, at your technique, so Mocha. It's amazing. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, my that. God. This is amazing. The itch is almost gone. God, bro, your nose hair is like... <laughs> Does Unruly it? right now. Seriously? You need to treat. Yeah, my God, I swear I that that's I'm part rub- of the beard. No, I'm rubbing this beard oil, and I uh, swear I'm feeling bristles from your nose. 
I thought that's part of the beer. So there. maybe lube those up too. Oh get, a, get a finger up there, like a like a cork, like a cork in a bottle. There, oh. how's that? There, that's oh how I do God. it. And it's cold, wow. soothing. Go like this. Mm. Oh, wow, look at you, Mocha. Yeah. You know exactly what oh you're doing. God. Did you ever, you, you got like the barber technique? Like your handwork oh. is impressive. Oh, I know, man. Listen, that don't was mess a, with me. That was amazing. Now, what are you going to do about those nose hairs, Maury? I guess I have to trim them. Not oh. it! <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you hear that dog that whines like Britney Spears? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Say that again, please. Okay, so there's a dog, and its owners recorded it whining. Yeah, because dogs do, right? Yeah. And so you have two clips there. One is just the dog solo, and then one is the dog remixed in with Britney Spears' Toxic. But uh, play the one where the dog is solo, and tell me that this do not, does not sound like the riff from Toxic. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's exactly... It's the exact notes. <laughs> okay, come on. Come on. What are the odds, dude? What are the odds of that happening? I love that. Like, is it the first time you think that... The dog made that noise. Well, or? why are like it's just so odd to me that you're recording like right at that one time that your yeah. dog sings Britney Spears? I or think. are you just recording your dog all the time? Because there's no way the dog hits the same notes every time he's got to pee. There's no way. I think that the the person that recorded this, yeah, just so happens to record their dog like all the time, all the time, and it, yeah, it has to at be. that moment caught this noise. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it has to be like, do you just sit there and record everything your dog does, hoping no. that he just does something weird, just something dumb? No, yeah, like not I, at watch, all. I watch a lot of cat videos, sure, right? And but cats do dumb stuff all the time. But I don't sit there with my phone and just record for twenty four hours a day. Like cat, my cats do dumb stuff all the time that I wish I had recorded. Yeah, I would, I would, I would be able to contribute to some of my. Uh, well, this is clearly somebody who's got a lot of time on their hands mm-hmm. in order to be recording long enough that. <laughs> they get you know a less than two second clip of their dog making a sound like from the Britney Spears toxic song it's it's like when somebody records their kid falling backwards off a swing right so you're sitting there and you're recording your kid falling backwards off a swing but we still in the video see the kid hit the ground but I can see 10 seconds before that that the kid's gonna fall off the swing that is when you need to stop recording and go save your kid and go save your kid (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Uh, Haley. What up, Haley? Um, I wanted to uh, let you guys know I had a nightmare last night. I don't know if it was like a. I'd say more of a nightmare, more than a dream. Maury yeah. was in. <laughs> Maury was in your nightmare. Maury was in my nightmare. And we all know how much Roz loves talking about people's dreams. Yeah, they're so, only interesting to you, hon. Haley. So what happened? What do you remember from your nightmare with uh, Maury? Was Fairly Roz and I in it and, at all, or no? Uh, Here's the thing, like, I don't know where I was, what I was doing, but all I know is that I was really, really, really excited because I was going to, like, hang out with Maury. Yeah. And, like, when I woke up, I'm like, no, like, what? Why would I ever want 
do that. Like, yeah. in, in my defense, like, Roz, sorry, I love mocha. Oh. Okay, this is my nightmare right now. <laughs> <laughs> she loves oh me. She's dreaming about Maury. <laughs> so, wait, so what it's happened not- in the dream? What do you remember specifically about your dream with David Maury? I don't know. Like, I don't know if it was like a stage or like a party or something, but like, I got a call and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, you guys are going to hang out with Maury. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't want to do that. Oh, you didn't want to hang Sorry. out with Maury. No. Oh, this is getting interesting now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Maury. I'm like, I just Maury, wanted to hang out with Okay, FYI, FYI, I'm assuming right now that when you called in and Maury screened the call, the only oh, information yeah. the only information that you gave him was that you had a dream where you were going to oh, get yeah. to hang out with Maury and you neglected to tell him the part that you didn't want to do that. Didn't want to. So Maury's in your dream and you're going to hang out with him at some sort of party. Come on in here, Maury. Sure. I, that was it. That, I woke that up was, and like... That was it. So you had no details of the party? So how was it a nightmare then? Just because I was there? Yeah, because you don't want to no, hang out I with didn't you. Wanna, I just didn't want to hang out with you. So was the nightmare... I was not was the, happy. I was just not happy. Was the nightmare part of your nightmare the fact that you would potentially have to spend time alone with Maury? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Why'd you call me in here? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you can hear Haley's words crystal clear. This is what you fellas get when you want to start talking to people about their stupid ass dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Thanks, Haley. Love you. (laughs) Love you too. This is the Ross and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, So the newest scam is. um, (laughs) What? 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 Vomit fraud. What? Let me explain this to you. That sounds disgusting. Okay. <laughs> vomit? You, you said vomit, right? Yeah, vomit <laughs> fraud. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, how, the, how the vomit fraud swindle works okay. is you get in an Uber. You take your Uber. You go from A to B. You get out of your Uber. Yes. Then the Uber driver charges you the $150 penalty for throwing up in his car. What? Even though you didn't throw up in his car. And people are reporting that they even have like like pictures of vomit in somebody's car that they then send to their bosses at Uber or whatever it is, and say that this person, this last ride that I had, yeah. the person like threw up in in the in the <laughs> yeah, car. Yeah, but then you can fight it. But I don't know, like I don't know how successful you're going to be or how long it takes. Like, and how do you prove that you didn't throw up in the back of somebody's car? How do you prove that? Easy timestamp on all those photos. <sighs> A lot of those photos within, like, on my phone, if I take a picture right now, yeah, it will show the time that I took that picture. So, let's say, for example, yeah, but let's if say- I really wanted to investigate, I can yeah. look at the metadata on that photo and see when it was taken. The date, the actual date. Right. So, that's how I would fight it, at least. Can you do that? How do you yeah, fight? Yeah, of course. On an iPhone photo? What if I take a photo with something else, another camera, a vomit, and then I send it to my phone and I save sure. it? Then, mm, oh boy, yeah. Then that's different. How does that I, work? I don't know how that works. I mean, again, on a digital camera, it records all that information, I the get, date, yes. the time. But you can. But once you transfer it, send it to yourself, to your phone, that I don't know. Actually, let me see. Yes, it will, because I've done this Maury, before. Maury, you were an Uber driver. Did you ever hit somebody with the vomit fraud? No, but what, what people are doing, so the drivers will upload to the Uber like to the Uber app, right? Yeah. And then you get charged for the vomit. So they're taking a chance that people aren't going to even notice the charge 
or you know even complain about it. So it's a chance thing, right? right? Because when you upload the photo to the app, there's no timestamp on that. So if somebody then complains, oh, then I would complain, and I'd be like, "Show me your phone. But not Let me see that does. photo." The charge just goes. I'm through. just saying, like, listen, yeah. you get hit with that sc- that scam. But no, but here's the this is the problem when you're, when you're dealing with this stuff is that if you have a complaint, you're, you you can't complain to the actual driver. You have to complain to Uber, totally. and then they have to go for the driver. So then they're the ones that have to say, "We need to see and the metadata on the picture." And we then it's weeks, maybe stuff. even months. Weeks, maybe months. How many times have you ordered Uber or Uber Eats or whatever, and the receipt comes in, you just delete it? Like how many times have you Zero. not looked at the receipt? Zero. Zero I times. check all my receipts for everything. Oh, see, I just delete no. all of them. Zero oh, really? times? No, because yeah. as soon as I get out of an Uber and I close the door, my phone vibrates yeah. and my receipt hits my email. Yeah, and I don't even look at it. You just hit Here, swipe to this. delete. Look at this. Mario, come look at my email. You, know, you don't look at the, the, the information? I know I don't. I, I, I just assume it's right. I really should start looking. Here, oh look, God, I, just did a, I just did a search in my inbox for Uber. Look, every oh, single God. receipt. Every single receipt. Never delete one of them. Like there's yeah, an just Uber receipt for every day of the year. In mine? Yeah. There's three Uber receipts for every day of the year. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of Uber. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. This is great news for you, Maury. Want to come in here more, my love? Let me read you this headline, Mocha. Mm. Oftentimes these studies... There's studies every day. Every day there's a new wacky study. Sure. Every day there's a new wacky study. I love him. Or he just broke his microphone. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> oh my God, you did. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Let me read you this headline. Being in a bad mood is good for your productivity. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried in a real bad mood today. Why <laughs> <laughs> in a bad mood today? I'm not. It's you know what the difference. It, it might come across as a bad mood, but yeah. it's it's just like I was lazy all weekend, so I'm just kind of like blah. Well, you, no, you can't. You can't be that way. When According to a new man. study out of Canada, they say oh, being in Canada. a bad mood is actually good for your productivity. I am they, so productive. They found that you're not. They found that when people were unhappy, it helped them focus, manage their time, and prioritize. There's one catch though. If you're the kind of person who's able to turn around a bad mood quickly and feel happy again, then it's definitely not you. <laughs> then no, you won't yeah. be more productive. The, uh, that, the only benefit for people are the people who just sit and stew in their bad mood for long periods of time. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> did, you, did somebody call your house and say, hey, can we conduct a study with you this weekend? But I hang up on did, those did people. Did you get, because it really looks, sounds like they did. This is like, this is you, exactly, this yeah. study. Maury, are you, are you pissed off today because somebody called you about this over the weekend? <laughs> is that what happened? I don't know. It's so it's so interesting with bad moods. Like I, I I find that if you're in a bad mood, just in general, yeah, then maybe you then maybe I could understand this. But oftentimes when somebody's in a bad mood about something specific, I tend to to really focus in on that thing that I'm in a bad mood about, almost to the point of obsession. Yeah, where I'm so distracted that I'm actually incapable of being productive. Like if I'm obsessed about something that's driving me nuts. Yeah. And it puts me in a terrible mood. I don't know how productive See, I am in those moments. Um, where for me, like if I go home and I'm in a, in a crappy mood, I go to sleep because I just figure how I'll just let me I sleep you. it off because then I wake up and I'd rather the day be done. Right, but let me ask you this: How can you possibly go home in a crappy mood? You have the greatest job in the world. You yeah, got a husband. Always, you got a condo downtown. You got a thirty-five year mortgage, but you got a condo. <laughs> it's true. You got all that okay. time to pay it off. You got all that true. time to pay it off. <laughs> you just bought a two thousand dollar rod for right. curtains. Yeah, you just bought a two thousand dollar curtain rod. Like you're living the life, man. Yes. By the way, 
He bought a $2,000 curtain rod it's for the It's in a condo. box until we can afford the curtains. Right. Wow. Right next to the uh, to the television bracket. because four years from ago. four years ago because you haven't bought the TV yet. But why are you going home in such a terrible mood? Look, uh, you know what? Like, it's funny. Like, I get asked if I'm it's in a bad really mood. Somebody funny, says, like, why are you in a bad mood? And sometimes one little thing can set you off and you don't even know what it was. But I always find that for me, if I go home and I just, and I lie down That's or I go to sleep. That's not what we're asking. We're not asking how you combat the bad mood. We're yeah. asking you, why are you constantly going home in such a bad mood? Yeah, and I'm deflecting yeah, to talk I, about ex- sleep. Exactly, which we've yeah. talked about sleep a million times. But why are you going home in such a no, bad mood? Again, you have the I, best life in the world, man. It could be man. one thing that was said that sets you well, off and you're like, I don't even remember. Today, what, no, but, I, no, but I'm legit mood. not in a bad I was just lazy all weekend, so I'm just like, blah. No, why are you but going? You why are you go, okay, so you, you, you constantly are going home in a bad mood. No, I'm not constantly. That's what you said. No, I never said that. Yeah, you did. Why are you going home in such a bad mood all the time? I'm not all the time. Did you go home in a bad mood on Friday? Why am I being interrogated? Did you go home in a bad mood on Friday? Because you were in a bad mood on Friday. Yeah, I did. You were in a terrible mood on Friday. Yeah, you were upset on Friday. It started great. (laughs) No, it didn't. Let's be honest. No, it didn't. Whoa. You were in a bad mood all day on Friday. Okay, so all day. Now I'm in a bad mood. Right. You know why? You know why, Maury? Why? Because there's a lot of stuff I need you to do today, so I had to set you off. Make you productive. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So as we had uh, said, welcome back, by the way. Mm. The best wedding tip I've read in a long time was how this couple in the UK at their wedding fed 140 guests for $8 a head. What? How? And the secret, which we said that we were going to reveal now, was that they fed their guests using food that was destined for landfill. Huh? They fed their guests yeah. food that was destined for landfill. But not Me- like expired stuff. No, you, it's still fine for humans to eat, but yeah. stores and restaurants and everything else have to get rid of food sooner. Oh, because like health regulations and I stuff. I guess so. And then there's companies that just gather all this up and then they went to one of these companies. We can let her explain. So okay. uh, Cherie Harris is on the phone, the newlywed. Hi, Cherie. Welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. Congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, where in the UK are you? Um, I'm in Leeds yeah. in the north of England. Okay. And uh, how did you feed 140 guests for $8 a head with food destined for landfill? How did this all happen? <laughs> Well, basically, it's um, an organization called The Real Junk Food Project, and they used to have a cafe around the corner from our house, which was a pay-as-you-feel cafe, Um, and we thought it was a great thing in the community, but it wasn't until later when we were sort of discussing wedding plans with an old colleague that she said that they um, provide catering for weddings as well, so we we got in touch and um, spoke to Emma and Chris, who take care of the food, and then, yeah, we set it up for the wedding so what happens in a situation like this when you know the amount of guests and there may be food restrictions or whatever um how do you plan out that meal without knowing exactly what food that they're going to have access to well it was actually easier than going through a regular caterer to be honest because we found that their menus were quite limited when we were shopping around Um, But with the real junk food, because they kind of create dishes on the spot, obviously, because they can't choose what food comes in. um, I did say to them that we have some vegans and some gluten-free people there. And they just sort of um, made their recipes around 
that really. So they can pretty much do whatever you want them to do. So this is just so we can clear this up here. This was food that was destined for landfill. So this is not food destined for <laughs> landfill that had like been served to somebody. Like you didn't take a, a ham sandwich that had a bite out of it. And you're like, oh, it's only one bite. And then take the ham off and put it in bread that hadn't been bitten. Like this food hadn't been touched by people yet, right? No, no, it hadn't. I mean, I think there's a lot of misconception about it. Everybody seems to think we, we serve the guests like smelly, rotten food and everyone was like lucky to escape with their lives. But <laughs> I, I don't think that was the case. Right. <laughs> it wasn't the case at all. I mean, um, basically supermarkets, there's a lot of wastage created from food that they don't sell. And I think best before dates are just a marker, really. It doesn't necessarily indicate that the food has gone off. It just means the date that the supermarket has to sell it by. So the day of the wedding reception, then, uh, all the food was just made right then and there, and the guests didn't know what they were going to eat until it was served to them, correct? Um, Well, yeah, correct. I mean, we did tell our parents (laughs) um, just to sort of see what they thought, but we decided to keep it a secret because we wanted the food to speak for itself. I mean, I tried it before. Um, they've got a unit in the city centre and um, I went to a cookout there and it was really, really good. Um, so I had every confidence in them and they, they came the day before and they started prepping and it, the smell was incredible. Um, and then, yeah, uh, we decided to drop the bomb, so to speak, after everybody had finished. <laughs> and what did your guests say when they found out? <laughs> I think they were very shocked, but they were pleasantly surprised. How do you start that conversation? Listen, I have an announcement, okay? We need to talk about exactly what best before means. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Well. Like, like it's, it's a very, it's, I don't know how you bring that up. Well, exactly. That's why I said to my husband, you do it. Go on. <laughs> uh, Sherry, so you and your husband were able to feed guests at your wedding reception at $8 a head using a company that served food that was going to be thrown out by restaurants and grocery stores. Now, this is food that wasn't used, but they had a best before date on it and was still safe to eat. Do you know how much food was saved from being thrown out? Apparently, I think Emma from The Real Junk Food said it could power um, the electrics for six hours or something like this or six days. Something crazy like that. We didn't even know until after the wedding. But no, but uh, going back to that, I think a lot of people are confused um, with best before dates versus expiry dates. Best before dates does not mean it is not suitable for humans. Yeah, of course, yeah. Right. There wouldn't be, I mean, the junk food wouldn't be operating if that was the case, you yeah. know. No, um, I think there's a lot of paranoia about throwing things away, and unfortunately, you know, the impact on the environment that has when you've got a lot of rotting food well, releasing gases. I love this idea, Sherry. I think you and James uh, did something really, really good uh, for your guests, did something really good for the environment. I think that you've quite possibly started a trend here. Oh, well, I hope so. Well, we're not the first couple and certainly it won't be the last, I hope. So, yeah. I'm going to start an organization called You Done With That? And what it's going to be is I'm going to encourage people who are in restaurants when you're sitting beside somebody and you can tell they're just sort of wrapping up, but there's yeah. still a lot on their plate. Yeah. I'm going to encourage people to say, hashtag, <laughs> you done with that? And then if they say yes, I want to make it culturally okay for you to just reach over, grab the plate and finish off their fries. <laughs> Right? I know that's going to work. Well, let's let's try and make that happen. Let's try and make that happen. Why not, man? Why not? Hashtag well. you're done with that. Hey, Sherry, thank you very much for taking time out of your day to join us on the Roz and Mocha Show. No problem. Thanks for having me. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Reading like a fun article. Oh. 
do share that n- you, nobody should get upset about it but it shouldn't set you off but you shouldn't be obsessing about it for 24 hours but so i'm going through this billboard article of the 100 greatest music videos of the 21st century wow okay i'm interested in that i love videos i was happy very happy to see um blank space was in there from taylor swift i thought that was one of the greatest pop videos of all time is uh, Gangnam Style on there? Gangnam Style is on there. Yeah, Gangnam Style is number 12. Wow. Okay, so the greatest music videos of the 21st century. Can I guess some? So, before, no, because this isn't about the videos. Oh. Okay, so Childish Gambino at number 10, Fatboy Slim, Weapon of Choice at number 9, Beyonce, Single Ladies at number 8, mm. Britney Toxic, 7, Rihanna Calvin Harris, We Found Love, 6, mm. Outcast Hey Yeah at 5, mm. Beyonce Formation at 4, D'Angelo Untitled Ooh. at 3, Missy Elliott Work It at 2, and then Bad Romance by Lady Gaga at number 1. Okay, but forget about that. Really? Number 1? Yeah, forget about that. Here's what set me off. Okay. Hold on. Is there's there are two videos in their top ten and numerous throughout the top one hundred that should not be on this list because they were released in the year two thousand and that is not the twenty first century. Oh, someone's sending an email to Billboard. What is it, Maury? The 21st century did not start in 2000. It started in 2001. Well, no, but don't you start counting at zero? What? Don't you start counting at zero? There was no year zero. That's 2000. the whole thing. 2000. No. The, the, the 2000. Well, actually. The, actually. <laughs> when you hit one, it means you've completed your first year. That's no, what I was always taught. The year 2000 to 2ousand was the 2000th year. Right, and 2001 means you 2000, completed 2000, 2002 means so you So you hit one. reset at 2001. You hit reset at 2001. So this happened when the 19th century turned. Everybody, all the newspapers at that time were like, well, when do we celebrate the turn of the century? And at that time, smart people all got together and said, let's do it in 1901 because there was no year zero. So the actual turn of the century is 1901, but then all the world was full of morons. So then was Y2K 2001 in 1999. And then Prince wrote that stupid song 1999 and we all love big giant round numbers. And we all love to celebrate something that looks cool and celebrate in the year 2000 as the turn of the century. Oh, so your problem isn't with any of the actual music videos. No! Your problem is... That videos from the year 2000 should should not not be be on this list. Right. Therefore, I'm sorry, D'Angelo, you're not in the top 10. I'm sorry, Fat Boy Slim, if you're still around, you're not in the top 10. (laughs) I think Fat Boy Slim. Whatever happened to Fat Boy Slim? We didn't carry him into the, uh, the new century with us. So the new, so the century, okay. Well, hold on, but we started the millennium in 2000. We it's not about the, celebrated. Okay, listen, it's the, okay, that's the 21st century. So the 20th century, when the 19th century turned to the 20th century. Yes. Okay. So should we be calling this the greatest videos of the millennium? No. No, because not it's a all different the- thing. <laughs> okay, so listen, the 19th century and the 20th century, they, they celebrated, everybody got together and said the... 20th century is actually going to start at 1901 because who said that again 
every that's there was people were just the, the towns the, the, made the townsfolk uh, ed, editorially for sure. the newspapers at the time. They were trying to figure out when they should actually celebrate the so turn like scientists, of the century. nerds, stuff like scientists, that. nerds, and everything else. Illuminati, and then that's when everybody came up with the fact that there is no year zero. Okay, and so 1900 is the final year of that century. Is that why Michael Sears' movie was called Year One? Yes, Maury, yes. And then so we don't celebrate the 21st century. The 21st century didn't start in the year 2000. It started in the year 2001. Do you follow me? But yes, but I hold on. I, I, but hold Smart on. man over there looking at me. Handsome. Thank okay. you. Not you, um, <laughs> But when we hit 2000, you like just straight up anger. It doesn't matter how many times you take your fingers and point them at that table, Maury. <laughs> it does not make you right. <laughs> and why do you point? You point very weird. Like your fingers are crooked. Like it's weird. Like yeah. I'm diving. Go. Okay. So but when we when say. we hit 2001, yes. When, when 2001, that means we've completed. That's all the music from the year 2000. Like 2001 is the completion of the first year. No, but it's when did the 21st century start? 2001. 2001. See, I say 2000. Well, it doesn't matter what you say. You can say 1999. You can say 1999. <laughs> doesn't it make it right. right. You no, can say 1984 it, it, and it'll yeah. still be wrong. Up for interpretation, like ev- everyone's is it, is, right? No, no, no. <laughs> everyone's right. This is why we get this. <laughs> it's guys like Maury, right, writing articles. Uh, where he's, he's doing articles of the 100 greatest videos of the 21st century where he's like, can't we all just win? <laughs> Why don't why does it why why don't we just do the the, the top one hundred number one videos of the twenty first century? They're all number one. They're all right, right? Except you're wrong. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. <laughs> yes. This is a really badass theme song, huh? Always has been. Always has been. Yep. Always has. It always. Will people get I mad if I said that this is a better theme song than the James Bond theme song? What's the James Bond theme song? Exactly. I couldn't yeah. even tell you. I don't know if there is a specific James Bond theme song because they redo it every movie. Well, like remember. Like in the 80s and stuff, weren't was, they all was, the same? No, it was always a different, was always song. different? Yeah, because they That's did. why they're not so memorable, because they, they're not that great. eyes only. Everybody did a new James Bond song. Remember then they gave one to Adele or Sam Smith or one of those guys did yeah, one? Yeah, Adele did one. Chris Cornell did a James Bond song in the later years. They weren't all that great, though. I don't like any of them, no. to be honest with you. For your eyes only was great, though. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout drops on Friday. And David Mori apparently has a serious problem with the name. Oh, the what? title of the movie, which he talked to uh, Simon Pegg about. Simon Pegg, who is very funny in the, this franchise, has been around for like 12 years. Love it. With these movies. Now, I have to ask you about the title of the film. Okay? Yes. This has bothered me for a long time. Go for it. It's called Mission Impossible. Yes. Which is, gr- in my opinion, grammatically incorrect. Go on. Should it not be Impossible Mission? No, because you're, you're forgetting the colon there. Mm-hmm. It's it's setting up the colon after mission. Oh, the dot over dot. You, the, the two dots. The right? dot over dot. So it's like mission, <laughs> colon, and then the qualification of what that mission is. It could be mission possible or yep. mission probable or mission 
But still, in my opinion, it's still not right because shouldn't it be impossible, comma, mission? No, because that sounds like a bad, badly constructed sentence. That would be what's called... <laughs> this is not? No, no, this, this is grammatically correct. The, the, it would be a fragment with that. With the comma, it would be what's called a fragment, and that, yeah. that would get a green underscore yes, on word. You know. This... <laughs> We set up no, red. I know the red. red. It's no, the red, red squiggling. Red. Oh, green. green is grammar. Okay. You're really not p- pulling your weight today with your knowledge of grammar and grammatical correction. <laughs> not just today, Simon Pegg. Oh, if he only knew. If he only knew. You know, it's interesting, though, is I actually had this conversation the other day with somebody where they were like, I don't get it. I don't get what that is. And then I was like, no, is that what Simon... Uh, Simon Pegg just said which is that it's mission colon impossible dot over dot as Maury says it's called a colon by the way (laughs) where it could be mission super simple sure right mission easy mission easy this is mission 10 minutes yeah mission impossible that's what this is dot over dot uh, and we had mentioned before that, you know, the news story about Tom Cruise doing majority of his own stunts broke his leg and everything which David Mori then talks to Simon Pegg about kind of pulling your weight, bringing enough to the table on these movies. Simon Pegg versus what Tom Cruise does. With Tom Cruise doing all of the the stunts himself, when you're on set, and you're fabulous, but when he's doing all the stunts, do you feel like less of an actor, like you're not bringing enough to the table? I feel like less of a man. (laughs) No, I feel feel, uh, relieved, to be honest, that I'm not doing it. Because, I mean, the stuff he does, he literally risks his life. And I don't think I could do that. So I'm happy for him. I delegate Tom to do all the crazy stuff. I'm happy just, you know, being the computer nerd. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Whenever one of these stories comes up, talking about weirdo baby names. Yeah. Every year it just ups itself and ups itself and ups itself. Let me read. Let me let me read you this. Okay. Because I had to. More. Can you please confirm that this is 100 percent real? Like protractor or something? Before I get too deep into this. No. Worse. Worse than protractor. So. When you start going through baby names, weird ones, yeah. in order to sort of come to any sort of trend with them, it has to be more than one. So all these names in the past year were given to babies, more than one baby. Right. So it's a number of babies with these names. Six parents named their kids Slayer. <laughs> Slayer. Yeah, this is in the U.S., by the way. Of course it is. Uh, S-L-A-Y-E-R. Yeah. Okay. Slayer. It's a rockin' name. Wait, isn't that the name of a band? Yeah, like a, metal a band hardcore metal in? band. Maury. So this has all been released from the U.S. Social Security System. It has. So this oh is legit. Okay. Uh, six girls were given the name A-B-C-D-E. Get out of here. No, no joke. No. Yeah, no joke. Come on, no like, what kind of a life are you setting your child up for? Seven boys are going to live their lives with the name Stalin, which is not good. Oh, no. Uh, ten, ten girls were given the name Yo-Yo. I understand that. Maybe it's like a cultural thing, maybe. Uh, Eleven boys are given the name Arson. Arson? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Seven girls and six boys have the name Moo, M-O-O. <laughs> Again, could be a cultural thing. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Twelve girls and six boys were given the name ESPN. Oh, come on. No joke. Yo, like, what's yeah. wrong with these parents, yeah. though? Okay, this is when we start getting a little crazy here. So 24 boys were given... Now the is when we're going to get crazy? Yeah. tell me about it. So uh, 24 boys were given the name Lucifer. Okay. <laughs> which I don't believe, okay. but it says it right here. Um, 141 babies 
130 girls and 11 boys were given the name Tesla. Oh, man, people love them Teslas these days. Right? And here's the crazy one. In 2018, 51 girls were given the name ISIS. No, they were not. Yes. In 2018. Yeah. People are still naming their kids ISIS. Yeah, that would be like that that would be like the equivalent of if it was 1970 and your last name was Manson and you had a son and you named him Charles. Right. Like that's how close we're talking. We'd be like, "What the hell are you doing naming your like, kid Charles I Manson?" Know a guy whose daughter's name is Isis. Yeah. But she's like a grown-ass woman now. She's like 21, yes. 22 years old. There were companies that were called Isis whatever, photocopiers or whatever they were, and they're all in the process of having to rebrand because their organizations. Because Isis, that's like a, a strong... A strong black female. Yeah, I yeah, believe. Yeah, it's also something else now. Unfortunately, it's something, it's something else, else now. Yeah, now. sorry. Yeah, it's something. All else the now. other meanings mean nothing at the, this point. The person that I know, right? Black guy. Yes. Name is beautiful daughter Isis. Yes. It's a strong, powerful name. Right. But again, in 2018, it means right. something different. It's like when people still look at the swastika and say, "Yeah, but you know, it was originally like a Buddhist symbol that meant like peace and love and everything." Goes, yeah. Guess what? Not anymore. Yeah. Not and not not for a right? long okay, time. Okay. Yeah. Put that on a shirt then. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then explain to people, no, 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 it's the Buddhist symbol of like, no, it's not. It's a swastika. We're over that now. Unfortunately, what it was now means nothing. I still can't get over the fact that people in the U.S. that there are, was it five or six that named their kid ABCDE? Six girls ABCDE. <laughs> Come on, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, Kiss, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi, Steph. Morning. Steph, what's going on? How are you today? Um, working. Oh. <laughs> How's it going? Good, good, good. So what's going on? Oh, it was about the name ABCDE. It's pronounced Absidy. Shut up. Like <laughs> is it really? Yes. And what uh, what nationality is that? What nationality is it? Like who calls their kid A B C D E and pronounces it Absidy? I I mean I guess anyone could name their kid. Absidy. No, but but how how do you know that that's how it's pronounced? Yeah. Um. Well, because I work in a daycare, so the parent explained it that way. Oh, so oh, is there is the there is there a kid that that is in your daycare with that name and it's spelled A B C D E? That was at the daycare, yeah. Oh, okay. So you actually know somebody with that name? Yes. Oh, do you know what the nationality was? Is? Uh, I believe they were African American. Yeah. Hold on here. Yeah, this is because this pops up every year now that I'm looking at this. This is a story from 2014. In 2014, <laughs> there were 328 people in the United States named ABCDE. So we just got uh, <laughs> two, That's a lot of people. two tweets at Kiss925. Two tweets who said the exact same thing uh, as you, Steph, that ABCDE is pronounced Absidy. One person, Dana, uh, in her tweet, she said, my friend, a doctor, has seen that name and said it's pronounced Absidy. Yeah, it's stupid. It's stupid. That's stupid. That's don't, crazy. don't name your kid ABCDE and then try and convince me that it's pronounced Absidy. Why not Absidy. just... Nah, why not just not. We, we'll see. We'll why see. not just spell it A-B-S-I-D-E-E? That's absolutely no. No, no, it's Fine. stupid. It look cool. No, no, no. This doesn't look cool. This is stupid. It's stupid. Don't name your kid A B C D E and tell me that it's pronounced absidy. Hold on, pause. I ain't buying it. Steph, you work at a daycare and you're at work right now, right? Yes. Who's looking after the kids if you're on the phone with us? Absidy. Don't worry about it, Mocha. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. Get back to work. Have a good one. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Roz? Got an interesting text just now. Uh, keep in mind, when you text a show, standard message and data rates apply. 
I want to call this person to get them to elaborate a little bit more on the text. I'll read you the text <laughs> okay. after we get a hold of them. Hello. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. What's going on? It's Ron Zamoka. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Do you have a second to chat real quick about the uh, text you just sent to us? I do. My, I'm sitting at work and my, my boss and my coworkers, they're all like, answer your phone. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Roz, uh, Jennifer texted us just now okay. and said, uh, is it the job of a tattoo artist to pass judgment or police your tattoos or to just do the piece and charge you for the work? So I need to know, Jennifer, obviously this is something that you're going through or you went through. Well, I, I was reading an article last night, but I do have some tattoos. Yeah. Um, and I have been uh, in the position where an artist has taken liberty with my tattoo without going over like you know the 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 drawing with me first Mm -hmm. um and it's on my back so i can't see it (laughs) um but in the article they were it was like an interview with a few different tattoo artists in england and they were talking about what tattoos are uh, over overdone and what tattoos you hate doing and stuff like that and it was like uh, you know girls come in for infinity symbols or roses or you know they want their own names tattooed on their bodies and i was kind of I was just like, okay, well, I mean, is it your job to kind of police what we get, or are you just there to do like the art that we want on our body? Like, I, jeez, I, uh, oh, I'm of two different minds with this. Uh, mm-hmm. Half of half of me says it's it's your job, and somebody's coming in, and you offer the services of a tattoo, and if somebody wants uh, Porky Pig on them, and you've done a mm-hmm. thousand Porky Pig tattoos in your life, you do the damn Porky Pig tattoo because that's your service mm-hmm. that you're providing. Uh, the other half of me is. This this is and that is the the artistry part of it where they are an artist and you are relying on them uh to sort of give you their best and if you come in with a jacked idea or something symmetrically that doesn't make sense or goes against how they view art, they will want to change it because they don't want to put their name on it. Not like they're signing your tattoo, but it is their work. And so I understand yeah. that. It's like if you hire an interior decorator to come over to your house, right? And this is what they do for a living. And you go, okay, so what I'm thinking is I would love the bathroom uh, to be mustard yellow and carpet and you're like you rarely see carpet in a bathroom but i think carpet in a bathroom would be so amazing so that's what i'd like you to do the decorator's mm-hmm. gonna go i'm not gonna do that yeah i'm not putting my name on this and i'm not putting carpet in your bathroom so i'm gonna offer some suggestions of an alternative to carpet in the bathroom and if you're cool with that then we're gonna have a business transaction here and if not then no so i do mm-hmm. think that somebody does have the right to turn you away if it's something that they're not comfortable with or even bored with for that matter i think you know, to Ross's point, they are an artist. And if I were to get something and the artist was like, listen, I'm either not comfortable uh, tattooing this anywhere on you or can I make a suggestion on how to alter this for these specific reasons? I think I would appreciate that a little bit more than to have a tattoo artist say, well, I'm not doing this because you're wrong and it shouldn't look that way or mm-hmm. I don't want to do this because I've done this type of thing thousands of times already yeah. I'm just I'm not into it anymore and at that point you can be like okay cool no problem I'll move on to another tattoo artist right because yeah. clearly mm-hmm. that relationship 
isn't isn't there and you're just not going to get along. Now, I don't think that in the middle of it, they should make a change to the tattoo and not tell you about it. Agreed. Yes. That is, that's <laughs> sort of where I draw the line. Um, but uh, why? What's the problem? Are you having a hard time finding somebody to do a porky pig tattoo? Something like that? <laughs> no, I was just, because it was, it was um, it, tattoos that they're kind of sick of doing or, or yeah, kind of tattoos that, that they've seen. It's yeah. like uh, arrows and infinity signs and roses and stuff. And I have Bar- a rose. Yeah. My middle name's Rose. Yeah. But if I want to get yeah. a duck or something on my shoulder, just <laughs> give me a duck waddle, on my waddle. shoulder. Get that duck, Jennifer. Hey, waddle away. Waddle, waddle. Uh, what is it, Mark? <laughs> if you were truth about what you were saying, then how come the tattoo artist didn't stop me from doing the tattoo I have? No, this is the thing. Some people don't. Some people will just give you what you want, whether regardless of how they feel about it, because they do think that that is ultimately their job, is that you come sure. in with something that you know is a little bit jacked. Like, Maury has a tattoo on his arm that I think goes the wrong way and just symmetrically the way that the body goes and the way tattoos mm-hmm. are supposed to face you know like you're not going to do like if you put feathers on your arms you the feathers have to go a certain way so aesthetically they, they look like feathers mm-hmm. they will go on, away from your arms you wouldn't want them the other way even if somebody wants them just that to way. point out Maury does not have feathers tattooed on his no Maury has <laughs> a Maury has a microphone tattooed on his arm the day I got it somebody said to me why did you get a lamp and it yeah, looks it really like a lamp looks like a lamp yeah yeah but I, I would say this that I don't think that the artist that did your tattoo was particularly great no. and therefore they're probably more inclined to do exactly what the client wants mm. I think Jennifer the next time you do decide to uh, get a tattoo if that's what you're looking to do anytime soon is uh, talk to tattoo artists and you know like meet them face to face find out what their style is because it is something that's going to be permanent you may have to run through you know conversations with four or five maybe six yeah. artists and go mm-hmm. over exactly what it is you want and get their thoughts on it right yeah yeah but, basically uh, a job interview but you got to trust them you know especially getting a tattoo tattoos there's so much trust involved with getting a tattoo and if you mm-hmm. are not feeling 100% confident going in or with the person or that you guys aren't you know on the exact same wavelength for the tattoo don't do it or 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 be open to suggestions or just find somebody else very true thank you jennifer all right take care guys the rosin mocha show podcast there's a woman who wants to change her kid's name. I want to know your opinion on this. Okay. So her kid is young. She's four. And she gave the kid what she thought was a very unique name, which is Esme. Esme. Yeah, but she spelt it E-S-M-E-E. Hold on. I got to write this down. E-S-M-E-E. S. Esme? Esme. Esme. Esme is how it's pronounced. Why should I change it? Because she's a narcissist. Huh? And it's all about her, not about the kid. So what she's discovered was she thought that she gave her kid this really unique name. But now that the kid is four, she's hearing other kids with that name. Oh, really? And she also found out there's going to be a couple of kids that are actually going to be in her school when the kid starts going to school with the name Esme. So so she posted on a parenting blog, on a parenting website, whether it would be okay to change her kid's name. The kid is four. You can't post anything like that on a parenting blog because you will get slaughtered. Yeah, verbally murdered. Yes. That, is that not the most narcissistic, yeah, self-centered thing? Man, you can't do that. That's no, like you the, can't do that. the parents yesterday when we were going through that list of baby names. Where parents, there's uh, dozens of parents in the U.S. that have named their kid A, B, C, D, E. 
as we found out from somebody who works at a daycare who had a, a kid in her class with that name, yeah. same spelling, was uh, Absidy. Right. Is how you pronounce it. Yeah, it's not though. It's A B C D E. Yeah. Yeah, your kid's name's not Absidy. Your kid's name is A B C D E. Yeah, and you decided to name your kid Esme, E S M E E. That's the name you gave your kid. She's already yeah. identifying with that name. That She's poor, building a world that around girl, that name. Like learning her name and probably yes. getting excited about learning how to write the name. Yes. You can't change the name now. No. That's the most selfish thing you could do and, as a parent. And this goes to so many different branches of how parents are raising their kids with all these whack job ideas, man. But your kid is not like this thing for you to turn into something. Your kid is just going to be your kid. And when you give a kid a name, you have to at least stand by that. Yeah, like even a- if it, and even as much as I hate people who have named their child ABCDE, that unfortunately is your kid's name and you can't go and changing it on them. No, selfish. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So that new Winnie the Pooh movie opens soon. Oh, yeah. Pooh. Next week. Yeah. Right? With, uh, Is it Ewan McGregor? Is that how you yeah, say it? Yeah, yeah. Ewan or Ewan? Ewan? Ewan, man. It's Obi-Wan. Ben Kenobi. I was going to just call him Ben Kenobi. Sure, fair enough. From the prequels. And David Mori uh, talked to the guy that plays Winnie the Pooh, who does the voices. And how long has he done the voice for? Forever? Oh, my guy? God. Oh, really, huh? Yeah, dude. Forever. Oh, so not only does he do the voice of Winnie the Pooh, but he does Tigger as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Legendary voice, most known for Winnie the Pooh. Do you love that you have touched so many lives with your the voice that you do? I have. No, yeah, actually, I do. I, you know, I take I, you know, I take what I do seriously, and I love the fact that that people get such a great kick out of it, and it and it means so much to so many people, and that means so much to me. Are so, you tired yeah. of people yelling out, "I love Pooh"? Uh, <laughs> it depends on the context. <laughs> Uh, and no, I'm not tired of that. I hope they never, ever stop yelling that out. And what's the one thing, Roz, that Maury loves to do when he meets somebody that does voices? And like Jim Cummings is not just a guy who does voice. Like there's guys who do voices and then you have Jim Cummings who is legendary. Like when you get, when you're the voice of something for as long as he has with Winnie the Pooh, you're legendary. There's a lot of pressure involved. But what's the one thing Dan Mori likes to do when he meets people that does voices? Oh. Sorry, when he meets people that do voices very, very well. Embarrass themselves in front of them? <laughs> Legendary voice of Tigger, Winnie the Pooh, and, and more. Myself, I was once told yes. that I should get into character voices. Nobody told you that, <laughs> FYI. Who better to judge my voices than you, right? Exactly. I'm very judgmental. So just yes. for the people listening, let's get one line from like Tigger and one line for Winnie the Pooh, just so that they hear you and okay. know that it's really you. Stay just as sweet as honey forever. And don't forget to keep on boozing, TTFN. Oh, <laughs> okay, so Amazing. that we've established that. That's you. Okay. So the four that I have are Hungry Little Boy, mm-hmm. Fashionista, Hoity Toity London, or old fat furry dog. Okay, so we'll go one by one, I guess, quickly. Perfect. Okay, so hungry little boy. Oh, I wish that I had something to eat. I am so hungry. It may be some spaghetti. Okay, that sucks. Do you have anything else? Yes. (laughs) I need more hunger. Oh, 
Oh, I, there's nothing to eat. No, that's too much. That's empty. too much hunger. Well, we don't need famine. Come on. This is terrible. <laughs> fashionista. Okay, fashionista. Okay, we'll do fashion. The boa is just wrapped around my neck. It is such a beautiful day, and I've got my Louboutins on. I wouldn't touch that. No. <laughs> no. Hoity toity Londoner. Oh, please. Okay. Welcome to London. I ho- do hope you enjoy your stay. And maybe we can go for some crumpets later. I hate crumpets. I'm going to do hungry little boy talking to old fat furry dog, Dennis. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything to eat? Well, I've eaten everything that's in the cupboard. <laughs> oh, but you didn't leave anything for me. Well, why would I? I suggest bacon. <laughs> bacon, you can't, bacon's always a good punchline. Begging? Bacon. Oh, bacon. Or begging. Begging for bacon. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, Michael Rappaport put a video out on Instagram yesterday uh, assuring fans that his show at the Danforth Music Hall was still on. He's coming up here to do his uh, I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. And it was great because he was reassuring and he is very much on board with uh, coming up and doing a show on Danforth, helping that community heal, making people laugh and uh, having a good time and just being a part of that process that we've seen so many times in city after city after city all over the world uh, when people are in this uh, very similar situation. And uh, you know Michael from True Romance, Basketball Diaries, uh, he was in Hitch, Friends he was in, Boston Public he was in, uh, Prison Break he was in. Michael Rappaport, how are you man? It's Raza Mocha. Good man. How you doing? Doing good. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your morning to join us on the show today. Of course. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So this is the sort of, I guess, first major uh, event happening on the Danforth where somebody who is not from Toronto coming to perform uh, there. When did you first realize that the place that you guys were doing this show tonight was very <laughs> close to where uh, the, the shooting happened? Um, Monday, uh, you know, I started getting uh, texts and emails and social media stuff people asking me are we going to still perform and you know and you know native uh toronto people telling me you know you know it's very close to where that it, 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 the incident happened um and uh you know we got clearance that we were coming up there and and to be honest i'm honored to be performing up there after what happened uh, i look at it as a privilege um i want to try to give the best show possible uh we're gonna have a great time tonight uh we're gonna have fun we're going to talk crap, um, <laughs> and, and I, I, I'm, I'm coming up there with 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 the, with the uh, permission to make people laugh and have a have a great night, um, and and have a little bit of a release um, for what I'm sure has been a, a, a very upsetting uh, last few days. So you have uh, so it's a stereo podcast. Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys was just announced as a guest, and uh, Pascal Siakam from our Toronto Raptors. Why did you choose the city of Toronto to bring your show to? It just made sense to, to, to get up there. You know, we've had a lot of communication with fans in Toronto since we started the Iron Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Um, but I know that Canada uh, uh, loves to laugh, and, and there's a long list of uh, great comedians that have come out there. So, like I said, I, I, I look at it as a responsibility to really tear it up tonight. I'll tell you, you know how much of a fan I am of yours, dude? Okay, so uh, Dick. Are you really? Oh my God, dude. Okay, so uh, one of my favorite things you've ever done was Dick Ritchie and True Romance, okay? And uh, yep. let me tell you how much I love True Romance. My kid's middle name is Alabama. Wow. <laughs> I got to put you in the top 10 
top ten crazy fans that I've met that love True Romance. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, so the Stereo Podcast, Danforth Music Hall tonight, nine o'clock. Uh, Michael Rappaport, thank you so much for taking time again out of your day to join us on the Roz and Mocha Show. And and much like Roz, I am a big fan of yours because I know how much of a big yeah, fan of hip hop you are. Oh yeah. And well, obviously you're not as a big a fan as Roz because you haven't named the character, but but I, I got you. Guys. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Don't think I don't know you on Boston Public. I used to watch that show back in the day. Uh, okay, okay, I'll take it. I'll so take it. Tribe Called Quest is one of my favorite hip-hop groups of all time. Midnight Marauders is in my top five albums. And the documentary yeah. that you yeah. did uh, with Tribe is one of, again, one of my all-time favorite documentaries because you really, really talked to the group the way and got the story out the way it should have gotten out and the way it did uh come out and i just love what you did with that story and with the documentary and uh getting all that footage man so congratulations on that i appreciate it i appreciate that was a lot of fun to do um obviously it has a lot of significance with the passing of fife dog um but the music lives on and the legacy lives on and, and i was uh that was a pleasure to make that movie that was, I was that was a lot of fun it was hard work but it was a lot of fun the Roz and mocha show podcast Today could quite possibly be the perfect day for somebody. You know what I mean? It's going to be beautiful. The temperature is going to be perfect. They asked people what would make the perfect day. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to, like, it's broken down into the things that you choose to do with the hours in that day. Sure. And something like bungee jumping is not on the list. No. It's just the life things that you would normally do in a day. Let's start with this. What time for the perfect day? Mm. What time would be the perfect time to wake up in order to start your perfect day? 9.30. Maureen. I was going to say noon. Noon. Uh, 8.15, they say. Oh, okay. Okay. What would be the perfect temperature? Oh, God, they give it to me at Fahrenheit. Oh, okay. Can you give perfect. it to me in Fahrenheit or you want me to do the conversion? No, perfect uh, temperature in Fahrenheit, I'd say 83. 83. Maury, do you know Fahrenheit? Well, I just know what my temperature's always set it at home. Which so is? Say like 73. 74, oh, they say, okay. is, the per- is the perfect temperature. Um, you see two friends and spend how many hours socializing? Hour and a half. Maury? Uh, an hour. Three hours socializing wow, for really? the perfect day. That's too okay. long. Yes. How many hours do you spend with your family? Oh, like, okay, if on that survey they say spending three hours with your friends, yeah, I'm going to say an equal amount with your family, three. Four. Oh, okay, four. four. <laughs> I was going to say zero. <laughs> <We're> gonna, <laughs> oh, man. Not this is sounding like a nightmare day, day for you, huh, Morris? Totally. the worst Waking day up at 8.15, who does that? <laughs> and, t- and then talk to my dad. <laughs> and talk to his dad for two hours, and then spend three hours, four hours with Matthew? Finding friends? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Uh, they say you also spend one hour exercising, two hours reading. How many hours of watching television for the perfect day? Oh. Uh, I'm going to say two and a half. I was going to say five. Three. Oh, wow. <laughs> and is that your is that your your sort of quality time with Matthew? Like just watching Quiet TV, on the couch, watch the TV, and not talking, talk not him. talking to each other, but talking to each other about what you're watching on TV. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> deep, <laughs> deep. Uh, how many hours in total would you spend eating in a perfect day? <laughs> in total. In total. Yeah. Three hours. Morning. Four. Four. Two hours, they say morning. Oh, okay. I was going to say an hour per meal. <laughs> okay. And then to cap it all off, uh, bedtime is what time to end off your perfect day? 11. Morning. Nine. 
nine. Wow. Uh, 1050. And uh, they also say that you have 15 perfect days every year. 15? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems pretty low. I was going to say it seems high. <laughs> yeah. The Ross and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, what's the date today? Uh, July 23rd. July 23rd. Oh, here we go. This is a very summary type story. Okay. Uh, on this day in which year was the ice cream cone invented? Not oh, ice cream, but when did somebody decide to put it into a cone? Mm-hmm. I, wonder if it was, I wonder if it was on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah, see. Could have been. I'm going to say... What year was the ice cream cone invented? 19. You know, I never liked a cone. I always no. preferred my ice cream in a cup. I always prefer my ice cream in a cup, but I, if I did have to choose a cone, it would be a waffle cone. Really, huh? Yeah, I love waffle cones. Yeah, it's see, so I, messy. That's I, the problem. That's why I eat it out of a bowl. Yeah, I never got into that. Even if I would go to... We would go for ice cream. Everybody else yeah. would get cones. I would always get cups. Even from the truck, when the truck would come. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't mind the ones out of a truck. I never think to get it out of a in a cup when I go to the truck. Yeah, you know, I just eat the ice cream a lot faster before it melts and drips all over my hand. No, but then there's always that little bit at the bottom when you you bite the little end off, it drips out. Oh, dude. I love me a waffle cone. Do you really, yeah. huh? Okay, so what year was the ice cream cone okay, invented? I'm going to say uh, the ice cream cone was invented uh, in 1907. Let's okay. go with that. 1907. Damn it, Maury? 1895. 1895. Mocha, why did you say 1907? I don't know. I just figured that's something that they do in the 07s. What did 07, What did 1907 look like, Maury? Like if you were to walk out the street, walk out the building and just walk down the street, what are some 1907 things that you would see? You would see horses chained up to the side of a building. You would see swinging doors at a saloon. You think they invented chains in 1907? They had chains around? Yeah, that's what the metal workers were doing. You'd see doors swinging at a saloon and somebody spitting in a cup. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like right? were somebody they... randomly playing a piano. What's that? And someone randomly playing a piano. <laughs> okay. Like, would you see? Uh, would you see cars in 1907? No, you would yeah. not. Oh no, you wouldn't. Would you see? Uh, motorcycles. No. Would you see bicycles? Yes. So when were bicycles invented? Uh, the end of the 1800s. The end of the 1800s. It was 18th century. But One thing that you same. definitely could see in 1907, as Mocha said, was in fact somebody eating ice cream out of an ice cream cone because they were invented in 1904. Oh, And close. everybody would have been like, look at this! Yeah, one of those! <laughs> one of those! <laughs> uh, yeah. 1903! Yeah, 1903. Uh, a lot of guys wore hats back then, too. That's the one thing that I the always... top hats. Yeah, everybody wore a hat. You had to have a hat. A protection from that sun. Yeah. Also to look cool. It was just part of the outfit. We don't do that anymore. Nobody walks out of the house and goes, God, where's my hat? And didn't they have the, the spiny turny things on the end of their boots for the horses? What is a spiny turny thing? The spiny turny thing that you would kick the horses with. It would stick Spurs? The, yeah. Yeah, I think you might be a few years off with your... <laughs> <laughs> and there was no roads. It was just dirt. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. Um, but yeah, I think you might be a few years off with your when you close your eyes and, and, and imagine what the world in uh, in, in 1907 looked like. Well, just I wasn't be, there then, right? But you may just be a few years off. <laughs> and then you'd stand and face each other and pull out your guns. Yeah, duels. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. 
So Corinne Olympios from The Bachelor. Do you remember her? She's the one that... Uh, oh, that girl. She loves naps. Yeah. With the platinum vagine. And, um, and then she had the, the scandal where there was the inappropriate misconduct allegations on set. Oh, yeah. With <clears> one of the <throat> other contestants, right? So Sasha Baron Cohen's Who Is America targeted her as well as all these other politicians and Dick Cheney with the signing of the waterboarding oh, kid no. and everything else. So Corinne was on. And oh, I, why would you target Corinne? I get easy target. So uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was dressed up as a fashion, uh, an Italian fashion photographer. Yeah. And he convinced Corinne to lie about spending time in Africa helping ch- child soldiers. What? And how they got her there is the same way they got everybody else there, which is so brilliant which is everybody else who sat in that chair they walked into that place because somebody told them that they were winning an award so dick cheney sarah palin everybody else walked in there because everybody wants an award what was corinne's award so corinne they told corinne that she was going to get um it was a reality tv show performer of the year award or something like that get out of here and so she showed up and she showed up and said that uh after the she was given her award they want to do an interview with you and they took her phone away yeah and they separated her from her manager and then they had her talking about this bogus charity work that she does not do and then like what they did with the the gun advocates they had them film a bogus psa and one of the things wait so hold on they convinced her yes to talk about this fake because she knew that it would get out right yes and she wanted to make it seem like she really did care and she was taking part in this yeah yes so she goes i got there I'm in hair and makeup. My manager's with me. He's signing papers for me. They're picking oh, out my outfits. Everything's really awesome. And then all of a sudden, he starts asking me very strange questions. And I'm confused. I'm like, what's going on? And then they separated her from her agent. And they had her do a PSA about child soldiers. But this wasn't a PSA to um, help rescue or protect child soldiers. This was a PSA to help arm child soldiers. Oh, and, no. And one of the lines was, remember, when you launch a grenade, you also launch a dream. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? And Corinne read that? Yeah. So this is it's hard to hear, but this is some of the PSA that they had her do. One look into the eyes of a child soldier when he gets a new launcher and you instantly know it's all worthwhile. Act now and you'll receive the handmade drawing of how that child used your gift. Tomorrow's veterans helping today's child soldiers for a better tomorrow today. Oh my God. (laughs) Tomorrow's veterans are today's child soldiers. Corinne. What you doing, girl? That ain't uh, right. No, it's not at all. But uh, so she's the she's the latest. Oh no! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So that CRA scam that is continuing. I still get the calls. I got one a couple weeks ago where there's a warrant out for my arrest. Roz. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, I'm surprised you showed up for work. So I know I'm in hiding. Yeah. So get this. In the U.S., this headline I read last night. U.S. breaks up fake IRS phone scam operation. 21 people sentenced for up to 20 years and 32 in India indicted. The Justice Department has said that they broke up what appears to be the nation's first 
large scale, large scale multinational telephone fraud operation. So it's the exact same scam as what's happening here. But they can't. But the difference is, is using the using the play that if you don't pay your taxes, you're going to be arrested works in america it doesn't work here yeah there's too dumb to realize that you don't go to jail for income tax evasion in this country over four years more than fifteen thousand victims in the u.s lost hundreds of millions of dollars yeah to the scam and more than fifty thousand individuals had their personal information misused the department of justice said 21 people living in eight states in Illinois, Arizona, Florida, California, Alabama, New Jersey, and Texas were sentenced last week to prison for up to 20 years for their role in this scheme. Mm-hmm. 32 contractors in India involving five call centers uh, have been indicted on wire fraud, money laundering, and other conspiracy charges as part of the operation. You may just wake up every day and your job is to just call people and swindle money at them over the telephone. Like, there must be a sense of pride in that when you get one. Because at that point, you're just working. You're sitting at a desk with a phone calling people. And then you ring a bell and be like, got another yeah, one, guys. because I worked as a telemarketer, and I imagine to be very, very similar to that. Like, I don't get like sales shady operation. Like, I think that you become numb to it, and you actually get a sense of pride out of it yeah. when, you, when you do it. You're proud of yourself. Like, I wonder if it's... Uh, remember Wolf of Wall Street when... DiCaprio was like kind of working up his ranks and he was selling the penny stocks. Yeah. And he was on the phone. It was like very early in his quote unquote career. Yeah. And all the dudes in his little call center were all crowded around him as he's on the phone trying to make yeah. this sale. Yeah. That's like I what, wonder if it's, it's like. I wonder if it's like that it when is. they're calling people in the US saying, hey, there's a warrant out for your arrest. You're going to have to wire me X amount of dollars right now. Yeah, they may, it very well may be. But uh, but you, you, you have to think that they would, people aren't doing this I mean, everybody needs money, but people aren't doing this and feeling terrible about themselves oh, God, afterwards. No. You're feeling proud of yourself oh, yeah. when you do this. They go right? home and they're like, yo, I got, how was your day at work today, yeah. honey? Oh, man, I bagged like seven yeah. people today. Yeah, like what's my what's my cut? What's my commission? Yeah. Right? That's because otherwise you wouldn't be involved in this, but, but you, you have to feel proud about that. But you don't go to jail in Canada for not paying taxes. No. You have to tell all your, everybody you know, especially if they're new to this country, because these are the people that will fall for this. Oh, yeah. Because they don't know. No, but you don't go to jail in this country for not paying your taxes. Also, even though sometimes in my life I have wished that was an option. Right. When I was younger, I owed so much to Revenue Canada that I would have taken six months in jail. No, yes, if they I would have wiped the, cl- the slate clean. If I had the choice, if they said when I had no money and I owed like twenty five grand, really didn't have that great of a life. I think my girlfriend just dumped me, or I dumped her. She probably dumped me because <laughs> I was so because I was so in debt. <laughs> But if somebody said, hey, man, six months or 25 grand, I probably would have taken at the time six months. Wow. Damn, son. Easier to handle. Well, there you go. Come out clean slate. In the U.S., that fake IRS phone scam, 21 people sentenced for up to 20 years. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So, uh, Maury, come in here for a second. So, Maury had, uh, he had been growing a beard for a couple weeks because after Maury did that guest spot on private eyes with Jason Priestley, 
he got offered a part on Murdoch Mysteries with Yannick Besson. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and so they needed Maury to grow a little bit of beard because it's a, it's like an old-timey show. Yeah. So like, they, they needed to be able to sculpt something out of facial hair okay. for him. Which they did. Which they did. They put in a, a goatee. Yeah. They put yeah. in muffin tops. Yeah. It was fantastic. No, no mutton chops, not muffin tops. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you, you brought that yourself, bro. Yeah, yeah, muffin tops are the things that hang over the sides of your pants. As I said, you, you, oh, brought, no. that, you brought that to the set yourself. Yeah, mutton chops. Yeah. And I looked so awesome. Yeah, okay. So we'll get to how you looked in a second. Now, do you remember, do you have the clip from, the, the quick little clip from Private Eyes, the actual scene that he did over there? I'm not, you don't, if you don't, don't worry about it. Uh, but if you remember, Maury had some really incredible dialogue that he had to memorize and going into private eyes you were took terrified months. took took you months to to uh to well, memorize yeah it. and memorizing is not really your forte no not a, not at all i don't even know my postal code i've lived at my place for nine years right and so when you were going into private eyes i have maury's scene here so okay so here so this is what maury had to memorize for private eyes i didn't do anything wrong you know who says things like that People who did something wrong. How did you lose your job as CEO of Trafalgar Recycling? I can't talk about it. You can talk to us or you can talk to the cops. Your choice. Oh, look. I was just the front man. The front man? All I had to do was smile and say the right things on camera. And when the deal was awarded, I got paid and left. So I said to Maury, hey, listen, when you're going to do Murdoch Mysteries, because you rehearsed for Private Eyes for so long and we didn't have any of the any clips of you actually rehearsing. I was like, when you're rehearsing your lines, whether you're doing it alone or with somebody else, record the process of yeah. you rehearsing your lines because I want to hear you sort of screw them up and I want to hear you, uh, you know, maybe when you nail the the sort of scene that you're in. Because I didn't know what Maury was asked to do for Murdoch Mysteries. Can I, yeah, I was, what's your, who's your character? So is character, does your character have a name? Yes. What is it? Passerby. Right, Okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Maury comes off of Private Eyes, having done that wonderful three-person scene with the name uh, Jason with, Phillips. Yeah, with Jason Phillips, a CEO of a company. Yeah. All this stuff. So here's the clip of Maury's step up in show business, where he is rehearsing his lines for Murdoch Mysteries. Okay. Best. Best of the day to you, Inspector. <laughs> best of the day to you, Inspector. Best of the day to you, Inspector. Best of the day to you, Inspector. Uh, is that your yeah. line? That's your only line? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Best of the day to you, Inspector. Best of the day to you, Inspector. Best, best of the day to you, Inspector. Best, best of the day to you, Inspector. Remember how we were talking about Best of the how... day to you, Inspector. Normally, we sh when shows you, want uh, that sort of celebrity guest appearance, because uh, in Private Eyes, it was great because Maury played a CEO and he had a big scene. And what yeah. we always goof on is that they will shows will usually get somebody like Maury in where the joke is that you're always just walking down the street and then you wind up just passing the big star of the show. And that's your guest appearance. Yeah. Right. So that is exactly what happened. Only Maury didn't even get to pass the big star of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You weren't in like a main scene. Yannick wasn't there that day. Yannick oh, wasn't no! there that day. Murdoch wasn't there that day. So this is Maury's line. This is Maury rehearsing his line over and over again. And that line, Maury, say it now. Best of the day to you, Inspector. Right. You brought your own muffin top and everything. <laughs> when is that? When does that air? Uh, you know? It airs October 29th. But we have like so the we have the, the final product thing. here. We have oh, the final okay. product, so we can listen to to see how it went. 
when he finally nailed it. And back round. What's wrong? Nothing. Everything. I don't know. Why do you say that? The station hasn't received a single call today. Not one complaint. No littering, no loitering, not even any lollygagging. And that's bad? It's not right. Best of the day to you, Inspector. See? Everyone's been so damn pleasant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Roz and Mocha Q&A. Before we get to Ask Roz and Mocha, which is a podcast exclusive, uh, we just want to remind you that wherever it is you get your podcast from, uh, make sure you leave a rating, review, uh, and share the podcast with all of your friends. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right, Roz, you ready? I do. I am. I do. Excuse me. <laughs> My stomach is growling. I'm so hungry right now. Oh, no. It's crazy. Uh, and uh, for every podcast, we'd like to have somebody who enjoys the show and the podcast come on with us to ask their question for the uh, Ask Raza Mocha section of the podcast. One of my favorite things that we do, whether it's the podcast or on the show, I love this part where we get to talk to people and answer a bunch of questions. So Shannon is joining us on the phone right now. Hi, Shannon. Hi. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. Welcome to the Raza Mocha Show podcast. That's awesome. Thanks so much. All right. What is your question? So my question is, what's something that shocked you when you became an adult? Mm. Okay, how old are you, Shannon? Um, I just turned twenty-five. Do you consider yourself an adult right now? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> what's something? But what's something that sh- that shocked you? Because you are an adult. What's something that shocked you when you became an adult? Um, for me, it was how expensive paper towel actually is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we talked to, I don't remember who it was oh we God. talked to, Shannon. It wasn't that long ago where she had called in and talked about she had just moved out of her parents' house. And there's a bunch of realizations that somebody goes through when you are on your own and you have to start buying mm-hmm. everything for yourself. And she was mm-hmm. like, you know what shocked me the most? Just how expensive cheese is. <laughs> oh, 100%. Because <laughs> cheese is very yeah. expensive. But when you're at home, I would you go and you cut off two inches of a big, you know, eighteen dollar brick of cheese, and you think nothing of it. Um, are you? Are you, do you live on your own now, Shannon? Um, I live with some roommates. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Um, what would you say, Roz? What's uh, the, the, the most shocking thing? Uh, it wasn't a shock, as in one day I realized it. It was sort of a slow realization. But I thought when I was a kid that when I was an adult that I would see boobs every day, <laughs> right? <laughs> I thought that that's what, like, I was so obsessed with boobs, and I thought, man, I can't wait to be grown up and married, because I know I'm just going to see boobs every single day, right? Because that's just what it is, right? You're, you're grown, and you're married, and that's just what grown-ups do, right? You just, like, and I wouldn't even have to ask. Like, the woman I'm living with would just, like, show me her boobs every day. <laughs> she would just, like, walk into her room and, like, lift up a shirt and be like, hell, yo, check these out? yes, right? Man. I thought I was going to see a lot more boobs in my adult life than, uh, than I do. But again, that was a slow realization. Like once you start to to realize that life isn't going to go that way, the sadness for not being able to see boobs every day hit me when I was probably younger because I realized that that wasn't necessarily the case. I also thought that I'd be having sex every single day. (laughs) I thought that's just what you did as a grown up. I was just like, man, this is going to be amazing. (laughs) You know, like just every day. I have to block off time every single day. Yeah. Like I just thought all that stuff because I was, you know, you're a young man and you're going through puberty and you're horny as hell. And, and all this stuff and that's sort of just where your mind goes when you think about being grown up is you just think of the freedoms that you'll have and for me the mm-hmm. freedoms that I thought that I would be enjoying as a grown up would be the freedom to see boobs every day 
and it's just not the case. <laughs> Being grown sucks. Uh, uh, what about you, Mocha? I would have to say along the lines of what Shannon was saying, where how expensive paper towel uh, really is, yeah. it would be moving out for the first time on my own and living... Uh, I moved from Toronto to Calgary, and it was the first time I moved out of my parents' house. Wow. And realizing how expensive uh, things that you need in your life are that I totally took for granted, yeah. right? So, like, you know, obviously I was living at home. My dad was paying the mortgage. I'm living in Calgary. I now have to come up with rent money. I now have to come up with grocery money. I now have to come up with money to pay uh, the cable bill, the internet bill, like yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So I was like so paranoid of running out of money every single month. I didn't get the internet. I didn't have a television. I didn't even buy a kitchen table. Right. Uh, for the first little while and that so I was how, there. How old were you? I was 20 two years old see let me tell you something right now this is why i don't think 18 year olds should be allowed to vote why because i don't think that you should be allowed to vote until you are living that life when you're struggling yep. or learning i guess yep. about the struggle i don't think that you should be eating free cheese that your parents buy and and ha and have a vote and <laughs> how things are run because you have no perspective on life i was living a very very beyond simple life because yes. i was paranoid so I would go to the grocery store on certain days, right? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go like every week. I'd go every other week and buy enough to last for two weeks. <laughs> and I would literally plan out what I was eating every single day. And because I was so fixated on saving money, there were, I alternate, this is so bad. There were some days where I alternated where I, every single day I ate breakfast, right? Yeah. But I wouldn't always eat lunch and dinner in the same day. Yeah. One day I would eat lunch and no dinner. And then the next day I would eat no lunch but i would eat dinner right because i was really managing trying to manage my money yeah it's tough yeah so that was like when i for me quote unquote became an adult was yeah. when i realized how expensive just living a life yeah. even if it is like a simple quote unquote simple life yeah no you're uh, right is, right yeah Damn you, it, Maury. uh do you have to answer for your own consequences okay you know what i mean like if you do you something didn't learn that you don't dance for your own <laughs> consequences now you know, like you. Yeah, first, yeah, of all, yeah. first of all, what in the hell does "answer for your own consequences" mean? Like, if you do something wrong, you got you're you're guilty of it. You have to live up to that. Like, if you know, when you were a kid, if you did something wrong, like whatever, you know what I mean. But as an adult, if something goes wrong or if you screw something up, you have to answer for your own consequences. No, you don't. That's you're saying it wrong. What am I trying to say? Right? Like, what, answer for your own. Like, what you're saying is that you have to repent for your. Um, Wrongdoings? No, no, no. The, the no, it's the it's the it's the reaction of the wrongdoings. So you have to repent for getting in trouble. So answer for your own. You fault. Say, okay, why don't you just say you realize that you have to own your own. Sh Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Man, you don't even realize that now. You don't even realize so that now. In other words, you didn't oh. learn anything. And yeah. money don't grow on trees. Right. Uh, Shannon. Yep. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. I am uh, extremely jealous of you because uh, you are an adult, and I assume you get to see boobs every day. <laughs> um, so just so just so you know, we have never met, but you are living my perfect adult life. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, guys. Have a great day, Shannon. <laughs> you too. Take care. Bye. All right. What is next, Roz? Boobs. Jeez. <laughs> um, oh, here we go. Uh, when did you last do something selfless 
with nothing in return. Oh God! When like was the last time you did something? Selfless eating a whole bag of chips and not time? sharing? No, no, that's selfish. <laughs> selfless. Like selfless. you do something and you would perceive it as being uh, good. Maybe you did something for somebody else and you don't get the recognition. And you you did something for somebody for that you expect nothing in return. Oh, never, never. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when was the last time you did something selfless with nothing in return? Oh man, I don't know. Like I held the door open for two people the other day at the gas station. Sure, there you right? go. Yeah, See, but great. there's a, there's a problem. Like I bought something for my husband, but I expect something in return. That's not selfless. Yeah. See, yeah. that's the problem. So, it's like I'm doing something nice, but I always expect something in return. Right. So okay, you can't take part in this, Maury. How about um, you, Ross? I don't even know. I give a lot of money away. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I see people on the street and stuff like that. Sure. Like I, I always did because I, having no money is terrible. And I always just think of, in order to, to be sitting in front of a liquor store asking somebody for money, I always assume that they have exhausted most options available to any human being to n- prevent yourself from being in that situation. And so I always gave money to people and I don't care. And even when somebody's like, oh, they're just going to spend it on drugs, whatever. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Spend your money on whatever you want to spend your money on. And I know when I was younger, I would always give like 50 cents or change. I had my pocket. And I think I've, and I've just upped it over the years. I have emptied, I've emptied my wallet before to give, to give money to somebody, not even knowing how much was in it. Right. And uh, just because it's, I, I look at people like that differently. Now I look at somebody who's, who's on the street and I'm like, what would it take? And how many, options would you have exhausted in your life before you wind up sitting in front of a liquor store asking strangers for money yeah you know what i mean like think of all the options that you that you uh, uh would have had to exhaust before you wound up there and, and it busts me up and you know what's that show um the addiction show on a and e because you see a lot of those stories right yeah, yeah. where people were living you know fantastic lives yeah and then they get addicted to drugs or alcohol and they tell the story of that downward spiral yeah. where the end result is them living on the street yeah, yeah. And, and doing what it takes to, to survive. Totally. And then sometimes you see people who are just like whacked out on whatever. I mean, I give them money on a Monday and I see them on Tuesday and they're just like, yeah. <laughs> they're whacked out. But I'm like, you know what? That is the happiest six guys that guy's been all week. <laughs> right? It's, he's happy. What else does he have going on? I don't, I don't care. All right, then. Uh, next question. Um, what is your guilty pleasure song? Oh my God, what is your guilty pleasure song? Because I have lots. I like a lot of songs that people have said are some of the worst songs of all time. Really? Or that, or that get goofed on mercilessly. Oh, I know what your guilty pleasure song What's is. What's that? Um, Rednecks, Cotton Eye Joe. No, I don't like that song. No, he no, loves Enya sitting cross-legged no, crying. stop it. No, that's not a guilty pleasure song. Oh. No, guilty pleasure song for me is I still think, and, and, I, and I don't like it ironically, I actually think it's a great song. Ironic? No, which oh. is um, <laughs> Chubba Wubba uh, Tub Thumping. <laughs> I actually think that's a yeah. great song. And I don't like it ironically. Like, I don't like it because it's goofy or silly. I actually really quite enjoy enjoy that song. So, you know me, I'm like straight up hip-hop R&B guy, right? Yeah. And like anything 90s hip-hop is my thing. Mm-hmm. But there's one song that I will listen to that I absolutely love. Right. And I think the music video is just so fantastic. And I will crank this song anytime I hear it. Yeah. November Rain, Guns N' Roses. <laughs> really? I swear. I love that song so much, dude. It's a great song. And that's it's long, so, too. It's like an eight-minute yeah, song. That's a that's, long track. Listen, I love that really, song. Really, huh? Yeah, dude. 
I was uh, talking to a guy I work with at, uh, at ET Canada who said that he went home the other day and he had somebody who lives in the same house that he does above him. And it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. And the guy who lives in that house was at home alone with the stereo cranked listening to We Are the World. <laughs> In the middle all of the those af- folks from the 80s? <laughs> in the middle we of the afternoon, world? yeah. Oh my God. Wasn't that like a charity song though? It was, And it was yeah. slow as hell. Yeah, I know. That's before. That's, uh, that's when people just used to throw money at Africa and then they realized that it was doing nothing and then Bob Geldof and all those people were like, I'm oh not doing that again. God. Yeah. Michael Jackson was Michael in that Jack- song. Kenny Rogers was in that song. Tina Turner. Um, Stevie Wonder. Uh, Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Bruce Springsteen. Like all the greats of the 80s yes. were in that song. Yeah. Paul we Simon was in world. that song. So somebody was jamming yeah, out to yeah, another world. Cranked. <laughs> I cranked. Yeah. So How about you, Dan Mamori? Uh, I have two. I always love Beach Boys' God Only Knows because it just gives makes me cry. But why and is that a guilty pleasure song, because though? Because people think, like, I just, people would think it's a, you know, oh, that's a cheesy Christmas song that, or something. And Walking in Memphis by Mark Cohen. See, I would say that should be your Put on idea. my blue suede shoes and I boarded the plane. Touchdown in the land of the Delta Blues In the middle of the pouring rain W.C. Handy washes it down over me Yeah, I got a first class ticket But I was blue as a boy can be Everybody walking in Memphis Walking with my feet and feet off a meal Where'd you go? What is that thing you're doing with your voice right now? Because then sing? I started singing it like Cher. Oh, but why don't you just sing? Because <laughs> Cher did a version of the song too. And did so, she? Yeah. Oh my God, no wonder you like it. <laughs> is there anything? You know what my guilty pleasure is? Your wheeze. <laughs> well, yo, your wheeze like amped up in the past little while. <laughs> honestly, 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 I really think you should see a doctor. Like there's some guanin in that chest. <laughs> like, I don't know. Either guanin or growing. I don't know, but that chest. <laughs> Bruh, something, something is happening. I don't know. Are you okay? Anyway. Are you going to make it to next week's podcast? <laughs> I don't know. This may be the last time we hear from David Mori. Is there anything you would like to say to end off the Ross and Bogus Show podcast? I think, I, I think that we got one more question. Oh, look at this. Uh, David asks, which one of oh, you God. is most likely to die of natural causes? <laughs> My nose is bleeding. Did you just give yourself a nosebleed? <laughs> All right. Every week we're going to post on Instagram at Kiss925 a picture and it'll say Ask Razamoka. Feel free to ask any question that you want and uh, we may get you to join us on the podcast. And again, don't forget, uh, rate, review, share the podcast with everybody that you know. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com or on the KISS 92.5 app.